Hey everybody, welcome to another night of my life at Disney Podcast. I'm sitting here trying to cut my headset off and looking crazy looking at y'all. But hello. Um, I hope everybody is good. I hope everybody is having a, a good night. Um, I really pray that you had a good week because we're almost at the end of it. Um, with that being said, y'all already know who this is and on the other side of the screen over here. Uh, so tonight our topic is, can you handle no? That's the topic of the night. So she said she was leaving it all up to me, but I know that's a lie. So at the end of the day, I'm going to let her say what she need to say to y'all first, and then I'll go straight into it. Hey, y'all. I am so excited to be here on tonight. It has been a wonderful, wonderful week. God is showing blessings and favor. He is still moving by his spirit. And I'm telling y'all, continue to build that relationship with him. Stop saying that you find it. You you got to go find God because I don't think he was ever lost. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying. My bad. I keep hearing people telling me they got to go find God. We're listen. He Where was never it? lost. I'm not understanding. You walked away from him. You walked away from him. So get back to him, okay? Just just okay. go ahead. Turn around. Repent. Do what you know walk in the forgiving spirit do what you know you're supposed to be doing and walk in obedience because um you listen jesus jesus ain't going nowhere he wasn't lost he ain't playing hide and seek with you he's not doing all that Mm-mm, not in this season it's up to you to get your life together it's up to you to get your house in order it's up to you to walk the way he's telling you to walk you have free will so the choice is yours. With that being said, I'm gonna turn this back over to my sister. I love y'all. I love y'all. I love y'all the life. <laughs> y'all, y'all, she she tried to do it to me, but it's not gonna work. Anyway. Hey T. Hey T. So happy to see you up here, sir. Even though if it means you're just in the comment section. Good to know that you are percolating. Yes, it is. So, like I said, tonight's topic is can you handle no? Right? Um, sounds a little weird, don't it? But it's not. The question is, can you handle no? If the Lord was to tell you no to a thing, can you handle his no? Or would you be like that 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 child that's going to throw a whole temper tantrum? and try to give him try to make him change his answer but you know how we how we used to do what but mom but you know there's no but Mm -mm. there's no but it's just a no right there's no trying to make him change his mind there's no trying to make him see it another way it's just a no and it just could be no not right now it doesn't mean no Forever, just no, not right now. Right. That's all. Some sometimes, hey, coach. Sometimes we can't deal with the no, not right now, because that means you gotta wait. 
We don't like to wait, right? Waiting is something that for some of us that have no patience is a is torture, right? But at the end of the day, if he tells you no, he obviously has something better in store. Yes. And I think that we forget about that. That if he's telling me no, there's something else coming down the pipe. Yes. If he's telling me no, he's preparing me for something else that's coming along the way. And I just have to learn how to deal with the no. Right? This it's not a bad thing. Too bad. It's actually a good thing. It's a wonderful thing. Because you haven't prepared yet. That's it. That's why he's telling you no, because you're going to mishandle what you're asking for, and he don't want you to mishandle it. Listen, I keep hearing right now in my spirit, this is your season. This is your season for grace and favor. However, you have to. You have to prepare yourself for what's coming. Your wait is not a procrastination period. You still have to walk by faith and not by sight. Faith without works is dead. So that no, a delay is not a denial. Like she said, it's just for that season. And that's a good thing because he's still processing you. He's still maturing you. He's still waiting to see the progress in your process. So he wants you to be able to have a good relationship with whatever you're asking for so that you won't lose it. Okay, go back to you, Coco. (laughs) I told y'all she won't go be quiet. (laughs) Didn't I tell you? I I tried to tell you. Continue. I'm so basking in his presence right now. And and listen, I tell y'all right now, my flesh is weak, but my spirit is willing. I'm tired, but I trust God at all costs with everything, with everything that he, everything, no matter what it is. And I mean, a lot of the things that I've been going through in this season has been hard. It's been very hard but i'm still like lord whatever you have for me it is for me help me to understand and everything i'm not going to understand let me know where you want me how you want me what you want me to do in this season let me know who i'm supposed to minister to in this season i want to get on your agenda i don't want to do it my way anymore it has to be your agenda my yes is still my yes Even in my imperfection, my yes is still my yes. I messed up for too long, but I thank God that I can see that I'm on the right track. I thank God that the blessings are still coming. I thank God that he's opening up doors. I thank God. I have an attitude of gratitude. When he said no, it was like, all right, Lord, what you you have for me? What am I supposed to do in this season? Okay, I moved before my time. What am I supposed to do now? How do I get back on track? Look, these are some of the things. I'm just being transparent. These are some of the things, conversations that I had to have with him. How do I get back on track? I messed it up. So how do I change it? 
how can you help me to change this? It's in your hands, not mine. It's in your hands. And I have to be able to hear him and move when he say move in the midnight hours, in the witching hours, when he say get up and pray and everybody else is sleeping and you like, uh, these are ungodly hours, Lord. <laughs> like, get up and pray. <laughs> get up. That's your time. That's your one-on-one -on -one with him. That's you building an intimate relationship with him. That's him showing you your gift. That's him, you interceding on others' behalf. That's you saving somebody else's life because he said so. Not because you're you're trying to bargain with him. Lord, if you do this, I'm gonna do this. If you no, obedience is better than sacrifice any day at all times. Okay, I'm gonna shut up now. <laughs> As I was saying, y'all, I knew she wasn't going to be black. I don't even know why we tried it. <laughs> so, like I said, and, and you have to understand that even in those moments when he tells us no, it, it's like you being at the airport, right? And it's like you being a passenger on the plane. And they come to you and tell you that you now have a layover. So that means that your flight is being delayed for some reason and you got a layover however long that layover is until your flight is ready to move and go back in the air so you have to wait or either you find another way to get to the connected to the connected airport mm -hmm. most of the time people wait unless they have a rush of why they need to be where they need to be but even with that being said when you rush it it end up costing you. That's right. Because you think about it, you already got the ticket. You just got a layover. If you're in a rush, now you got to get a rental car or a Uber or a Lyft even to take you to the connected airport so that you can get to where you got to go and you're going to pay more getting the Uber and the Lyft because you already got a ticket, but you don't want to wait. Right? So if you look at it, like you're the passenger on the plane. Which one is more feasible for you to wait or to try to rush the process? Hmm. Wait. Rushing the process really don't get us nowhere. Mm -hmm. Get us in trouble. Cost us a lot. Woo, it get us in trouble. Hey Roxanne, how are you? It get us in trouble when you rush the process. I don't like to rush the process. Rushing the process is, is as consequences that I don't want to deal with. Right. <laughs> so, right, coach. That's it. They had a layover with 12 hours. That's what I'm talking about. So you got to think about it. We don't like to wait. It's a problem with waiting. Amen. Because in the wait, you grow anxious. In the wait, you either grow, you grow anxious and on top of that, you want more. Mm-hmm. Then what do you win with the first time? Sometimes you come back out like, well, hold on, Lord. I also need, but wait a minute. I already got you waiting on this. You should have tell me you want, you should have had something else on the list. Right. We could. Oh, we wait on that. We are good, Roxanne. How are you? 
So it's just one of them things as I have to ask y'all for the ones that are watching, why you don't like the way? That's right. That's right. That's right. I'm telling you, let him do the work, hon. Because when it's all said and done and it's finished, and it's finished, I promise you come out free as gold. But a lot of times we are weary in that waiting process. That's what I said. Right. We get tired. (laughs) It ain't even, I don't even think it's the fact that we want to help him out. He moving too, sometimes I move too slow. Yeah, that's what you got to go do it. Because I I don't feel like it's the fact that we get tired. I think it's the anxiousness. You you right. so you so quick and so anxious to be like, oh, I want that. I need it. I gotta have it right now. Mm-hmm. That's that's what it is. It is not the fact that we're getting tired. Mm-hmm. It's not that. And a lot of times it's not what it looks like. No. So look, he said no, he said wait, but he working behind the scenes on your that's behalf. It. That's he it. He's opening up some doors, he putting your names in areas where you oh my god he said he can do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or even think right so let him work let him move stop trying to help him out i told y'all there's a quote that i quote it says good morning this is god i'll be handling all your problems today sit back and relax i won't need your help he don't need your help <laughs> he didn't need your help creating the universe. He didn't need your help moving your enemies and making them your footstool. He don't need your help with building you up. He don't need it. Ma'am. <laughs> Sorry, I was high five the nephew. Um, but I mean, even in that. Like at the end of the day, you gotta stop and you gotta say, Well, okay, Lord, if you telling me no, then I know you got something for me. Mm-hmm. And see, when we when we start thinking like that, we go to oh, what is it? What like, you know, we be like the we be like the kid that, that be on Christmas. That you be waiting, your parents say, I got something good for you. You think they got what you asked for. Right. You know, and sometimes they get you what you asked for, and then they outdo what you asked. Mm-hmm. And you wonder if it's one of those situations. Well, you told me no, but I know how you work, though. Right. Well, you telling me no right now. Oh, well, I got covered. Like that's how you act. Like the little the little kid just waiting to see what's going to be under the big red boat. Exactly. Right. And even in that anxiousness, still learn how to step aside. Yes. Keep your hands off of it. Mm-hmm. Keep your mouth off of it before you talk yourself out of it before you even get it mm-hmm. you know what i mean you gotta learn how to oh and this sometimes it's the hardest thing to do but sometimes you gotta be silent about some of the things that god is trying to do yes one one main reason everybody ain't happy for you that part we're not gonna he's not gonna allow somebody to sabotage and let you self-sabotage your own stuff exactly so when you start over analyzing it overthinking what he doing and what what why he doing this and it ain't because you did nothing it's because right. he got better it's because he got better and he tried some things he tell you know because he's trying to save you from a life of heartache 
Exactly. In misery. Mm -hmm. If he tell you no, baby, that wasn't for you. That car wasn't for you. Mm. It was going to cost you too much. Mm -hmm. That person wasn't for you. He ain't even got himself together. You can do bad by yourself. That part. You don't need nobody adding on to it. You know? You, sometimes we don't stop and think about these things until afterwards. Mm -hmm. And then you be like, okay, God, now I see. But now he's like, okay, now you see what I was just trying to show you the whole time. Mm -hmm. Why does it have, why do, is it that we have to go through so much before we can see his outcome? for us why do we have to go through so much before we realize that we already got the victory over the situation mm -hmm. and it's already done battle already for it mm -hmm. it's already won but at the end of the day why do we seem like we have a hard time allowing him to do his job a lot of times it's us allowing people to do this Oh, of course. And we're we're hearing everything else but from the source. So instead of us going straight to the source, it's like, what do you think about this? What do you yeah. think about that? What do you think about this? And now you don't even have an opinion of your own. Right? Now your thoughts don't even matter. So now you walked wrong because you went to everybody except the right place. And all those seeds were sown. And that's the sad part. First of all, you ain't supposed to let everything in your gate. Exactly. You know, we, we talked about this the other night. You don't let everything in your gate. Mm -hmm. I said the other night when we was on the show and we had Michelle on, thank you yourself as being the gated community. Mm -hmm. Everybody don't ha have your access code. Not at all. So you can't you can't allow everything to come in exactly and i'm not going to take your advice especially if i know it's not sound wisdom that part if it's not sound wisdom i hear you <laughs> that's what it's, i hear you i heard you and that's what this, i mean what i said i heard you when and it's sound wisdom not only do i hear you but i apply it there's a difference right and sometimes he needs to do you like he did the woman with the issue of blood he need to get you by yourself so that he can speak to you and he can let you know when is the time for you to touch the hem of his garment when is the time for you to move when is the time for you to step into those places that you want to go he's providing your need so don't get weary and well doing just keep pushing pray until something happens that's what push means pray until something happens Pray until you hear from God for yourself. Like she said, everybody is not for you to allow you to allow to speak into your ear. Some people want what you have or what you're going after. So they're going to pray on you instead of praying for you. There's only a few people that I speak to about my next steps right now my silence is so golden <laughs> it's so golden only a few people know the steps that i am about to take why 
because it's been a long time coming and God is opening up major doors. But will I tell you? Nope. Because when you open your mouth to certain people, the enemy hears that too. So he going to pray against it. And the funny part of it is you got certain people that will take it to him. Yes. I need y'all to catch that. Yes. Y'all got certain people that'll take it to them. So you got to understand, we are we are all the kid with a room full of toys and worried that we might not get the new one, crying that we have nothing to play with, how quickly we forget, guys. Right. Right. <laughs> she said, what you say? <laughs> I'm telling y'all, like, it's, it's just one of them things where you got to understand, like, everybody that say they are for you are not. Exactly. And, and at the end of the day, it does turn out to be a sad situation sometimes because it be people that you really thought was in your corner at one point. Right. And then you realize that they're not for me. For me, I want the best for everybody. But what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to allow you to walk yourself into a pit. Right. And I'm not going to do that. So at the end of the day, that's that's just what it is. I'm going to be that one friend that's going to agree to disagree. And I'm going to tell you, boo, that ain't right. Baby, that ain't it. I need you to go fix it. I'm that friend. Right? And I expect my friends to be the same way with me. I don't want, I don't want an amen corner all the time. If you agree with everything I do and say, baby, we got problems. Yes, we do major right we got problems you i don't want you to agree with everything i do and say mm -hmm. but if it's right that's good but when you know i'm wrong and you still yeah no right, right. no 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 it should be like quit you shouldn't have said that quit you know it. he wasn't supposed to go do that quit sit yourself down somewhere put your phone up <laughs> that's how it's supposed to be it's never supposed to be oh oh yeah i got your back in this no i don't have your back in your wrongness i'm sorry it's not okay it's not okay i'm gonna tell you every time you're wrong and i'm not gonna sugarcoat it right i mean i'm trying to tell you it's been so funny right here lately i had so many people pick it up girl i was getting ready to do something and i heard you say no in my head <laughs> i was like what I've had so many people. I heard you say, mm -mm, don't you do it. <laughs> and it'd be funny to me because I'd be like, wait a minute. Why it had to be me though? <laughs> right. I don't understand. Because I know you'd be the one telling me no. You, well, have you know, so, okay. All right. You're the voice of conviction. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, I know you tell me no. Like, okay, well, fine. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, at, at the end of the day, yeah. Look, this is the thing, man. We got so we got so much work to do. We can't afford to do nothing the wrong way. Yes, Coach B, you have to do it in love because yes. you really truly hurt somebody and hinder them and telling them about them their wrongness. So it has to be done in love. It's a way to say and do everything. everything. Yes, there is a good delivery and a bad one. Trust me, I've had both turnouts. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that I'm meant for it to be bad because it just came out just straightforward 
and then I had to, you know, I didn't mean it. Well, you know, and then you try to fix it, and then it just, you know, yeah. Sometimes you have to work on the delivery process of how you do certain things. And that's fine because working on your delivery is good. You should work on your delivery in everything that you do. Because you want to do it in the proper way. You want to do it in the proper manner. Mm-hmm. Right? It's just like if you're working and you're on your job, you want to go in your job, doing your job with excellence. Right. You don't want to go in doing a shady job, uh, shady, shady work. That ain't how they work. Exactly. And then everybody that every time your name come, oh, I don't want to work with her. I don't like how they work. Mm-hmm. I don't want to work with them. I don't like how they do. You don't want that. Quint don't play though. When we met, she didn't take no. She said, "You got this here." It's good. <laughs> that that's the bully side. Everybody talk about coach. <laughs> yeah, I see. Coach I talk about. It no. was in love, though. It was in love. You said it was in love, but no, no. Matter of fact, I'm glad you brought it up, coach. She did that to me recently. I just got thrown into something for like two weeks from now. Like, what? Who put? Who said? I didn't even get asked. She said, "Who created this flyer?" I did. Like, what? Oh wait, I forgot to put your name. Let me fix it. I didn't even get asked. I just got. Here you go. We we talking about this here, and you're there. Okay, fine. Like. <laughs> Hey, you all, love. I can get to the too. Here's the link. Come on in. <laughs> See, it was out of love. It was the push she needed. Coach, coach, don't help her. Don't do not help this situation. Okay, it it gets worse over time. Don't don't help her. So I mean, <laughs> anyway, oh, I'm just Y'all, y'all already know how we do, how we get down. But at the end of the day, that's that's just what it is. Like I told y'all, y'all already know. Most shows, what you see is what you get. I don't, I don't switch up, I don't change. So that's what it. And I'm like this in person, literally. Cause so I'm mean, an undercover bully too. I am not an undercover bully. I'm a straight bully. She calls no, she the undercover bully. I'm the straightforward one. Right, she the uncover. She she the undercover one though. She smiled. Oh hey, and then you gonna? Uh, yeah, that's her. That's not. That's not me. I just tell you from the door. From the door. That's it. That's that's it. That. Thank you, T. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's a delegation. That is not delegation. That is that is so not what that means. It's called a closed loop communication. No. Yes. You delegate, no. but you don't need the option of I'm gonna tell you why. Because see, what would have happened if you just would have thrown me on something and I'd be like, oh no, I can't do that. Because I got such and such that I gotta do this night. Then I would have had see? <laughs> see? That part. That part right there. It's called closed loop communication. That's right. Yes, I'm very consistent, Coach. So I'm, I'm just saying, like at at the end of the day, he is the bully. Okay, we have all understood that that terminology. 
Okay? We already know this. Okay? She calls herself the Christian bully. I don't know how we got them and fused them together, but all right. But I'm a loved Christian bully. See? That's what I'm talking about. See? <laughs> we can't fuse the two things together. She's working on it. A work in progress. We're going to pray for it continuously. You know what I mean? So that's that's what it is. That's what's happening tonight. All right. So look, well, I'm telling y'all, there there is is so much when it comes down to waiting. Mm-hmm. Right? There's power in waiting. He yeah. cultivates some stuff in you while you wait. He teaches you some stuff. He draws some things out. He he might get crushed here and there a time or two. Why are you in the waiting process? But, but when he goes back in and he buffers so you can get the shine back that you lost. When he goes back in and he puts you back on the wheel so he can repair the crack that was there, you'll be surprised how things end up. Mm-hmm. Yes, learning how to wait. Learning how to wait the right way. Yes. And not trying to outdo the process and overthrow the assignment. When you uh, when you go over the timing, you overthrow the assignment because you t- you throw it off course. So and that's not right. Let's talk about this too, because a lot of people think waiting is just sitting back doing nothing. Oh no and they begin to procrastinate. So they get off course. So let's talk about that. Well, to me, waiting is like working your faith. And the Bible tells you that faith without works is dead. Mm-hmm. You know, to me, it, it's two, the two go hand in hand. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, when he puts you in a waiting, and when it, y'all know I love my analogies, when he puts you in the waiting room, mm-hmm. right? Your faith is being tested when you go in the waiting room. Because mm-hmm. when you go to a waiting room at the hospital, you don't know what the doctor's going to say. You don't know what the doctor's going to find. You sitting back and you, even though when they put you in the room, you still sit back waiting on results. And that's the same way it is when it comes down to him and us. Yes. You sitting back, you waiting on the results. Because you don't know what they are yet. Right. You don't know what he about to give you. You don't know what the diagnosis going to be until he give it to you. And what just dropped in my spirit, they that wait upon the Lord, he shall will renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall walk and not be weary. They shall run and not faint. I might have reversed that, but y'all get the concept. <laughs> <laughs> y'all get the concept, okay? Yes. So listen, wait on him. Like you said, there's power in the weight. I have to ask. Let me ask everybody this. Listen, when the last time y'all been in the weight room? And I don't mean the weight room at the ER. But when's the last time you've been in God's weight room? Mm -hmm. When is the last time you've been in the weight room? Mm -hmm. I'm going to preach that one day, y'all. But I'm telling y'all, when's the last time y'all been in the weight room? I just need to know. Ask yourself. You ain't got to tell me. But I want you to ask yourself, mm-hmm. when is the last time you've been in the waiting room? That's it. When is the last time you've been in the waiting room? 
I'm there now. All right, Coach. Okay, Coach. Mm-hmm. I'm coming out of it. Okay. <laughs> I was in there for a minute. I'm coming out. Y'all know the song. I'm coming out. I want the world to know. <laughs> when the manifestation takes place. Yes. I tell you. Oh, I tell you. The process. Look, look. I'm, I'm telling y'all, ask yourself, when is the last time you've been in the weight room? This is one of the way God answers. That's it. Exactly. Yes. Um, I mean, I, I I don't even know, like, really how to voice it. Excuse, hold that thought. Excuse me, because I, I got to regulate them real quick. Like, just a little bit. Uh-oh. Y'all see that? Y'all see that head shake and that head nod? But yes. I'm coming out of the waiting room. And like I said, I was there for a, a good while. But when you start to see the progress after the waiting room, when you start to see your strength renewed and restored after the waiting room, whoo, it's a peaceful place. Telling you. Sorry, I had to get the babies in order. Because <laughs> I know that I would have got up. And I will have Molly walked one just a, a second ago. So yeah, I had to digress. Uh -huh. So what did you yeah, do when say while you were in there? I had to be transparent with God while I was in the waiting room. Because I'll tell you. look, while in the waiting room, I'm on the Father's will. While in the waiting room, I'm going through my process of, of restoration and healing. While in the waiting room, he's moving out some stuff. While in the waiting room, I'm having my skin to skin time and I'm getting to know him a little bit better. I'm building a foundation while in the, whoo, Jesus, the waiting room. Okay. I'm telling you, I'm a girl, I'm a preacher one day. I'm a preacher one day. I'm telling you, that's, that's yes. going to be the word. That's going to be the word. Yes. I'm telling you, the waiting room, whoo, it prepares you from some, some stuff. Mm -hmm. it, it, it cultivates you. It eliminates yes okay it does all of that it prunes it does it all yes the waiting room does everything like i said think of yourself as actually being in a hospital er in a hospital waiting room in the waiting room they come and they bring you fluid sometimes they come and and and, and they tell you well we're gonna take you back to get this x-ray because we got to check this part out while you waiting why are you in the waiting room you still ain't you you still ain't being still because the nurses and getting on your nerves exactly the whole entire time right so even in the waiting room you're still not alone okay because that's that's where people that's where people get that let's let's go ahead and debunk that because you're not alone first mm -hmm. of all he he's not going to leave you alone while mm -hmm. he has you in the waiting room mm -hmm. you might feel like that's what's going on but that's not what's happening it's like you got a concussion go ahead you got a concussion and he's speaking into you. You can't go to sleep right now. Look, you got you got to stay awake. Look, I'm I'm gonna give you something for this, but there's a certain amount of time that you gotta stay right here. There's a certain amount of hours that you gotta stay awake. Stay right here. If you go to sleep, you might not come back. Now is not the time for you to sleep. Listen, it's Look. somebody with you constantly. Look, <laughs> Look. hold on, we got what they say. 
the waiting room puts you in where you can be worked on. Yes. Do, do you also know that the word wait means love? Now say the scripture. Now say that scripture. They that wait and switch it with love. Okay. Amen. Okay. Okay, I'm sorry. I got my phone trying to ring. By the way, but at the end of the day, now now let's let's take it a step further. Say you in the waiting room, and they come and they give you a diagnosis, right? Now you got the diagnosis, but they tell you, hold on, wait, you can't go home. You got to be admitted, mm-hmm. right? So now you got a whole nother level of waiting. Because now you got to be admitted. You don't know how long this stretch of time that you're going to have to be admitted is for. You don't know what admitted, you admitted me. You can't, you can't leave. You right. got to sit there. You ain't got no choice. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and that's just one of the things. Like, you can't. Okay. Trust me. I've been admitted multiple times, y'all. And y'all know this already. So when you go and you hear, okay, we're not sending you home because we're going to admit you. You're gonna be here for at least seven days. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, to you that seven days feels like the longest seven days ever because right. you'll be ready to go home. Mm-hmm. And don't be the doctors. You you be tired of the food. You be tired of the room. Mm-hmm. You be tired of all that. Exactly. Right. And, and it just be like you. I'm I'm just ready to go home. Mm-hmm. I just want to go home. Is, is there anything different? Then what you doing to me here that I could have done at home, but there is a difference. At home, you can't be watched. Right. At the hospital, they're gonna watch it. They're gonna monitor it. Right? And that's the same thing that God's trying to do in the waiting room. Mm-hmm. He's trying to monitor what you're doing. Exactly. But he can make sure that you stay in a proper position mm-hmm. to get ready to get the results he's trying to see it. Yes. Right? I'm telling y'all, I promise you when he get it, he get to you that I'm just telling you, it's the way he wants you to get the result. Mm -hmm. It's the end result that you're looking for. But in the middle of that, the result is already taking place. We just Mm -hmm. don't know that because we in such a rush. Mm -hmm. I can remember I was in such a rush to go home and let me come home and I ended up having to go right back to the hospital two days later and stay another three weeks. I was in such a rush. Because mm-hmm. you my, went my body wasn't there. You went my before body you wasn't right. Exactly. But I rushed myself to come home mm-hmm. because I thought I had to get back here to something. It could wait. It could wait. It could wait. But in the midst of me not realizing it could wait until it was too late, my body almost took me up out of here. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to go into the waiting room and then be admitted because you won't take care of what you need to take care of. Exactly. Exactly. Sometimes you have to be forced to take care of yourself. And in the midst of that, and I I say it to people all the time, don't let him have to put you down. Yes. That's not what you want. Mm -mm. You got to do what you got to do before he say, okay when you hear him say okay you know you in trouble exactly that's that's that okay you ain't been listening so i'm gonna help your life Mm -hmm. 
your entire life. Right. Not not the okay that I'm in agreement. That's mm-hmm. that okay. Okay. That's that that okay right there. Mm-hmm. You don't want that okay. Is he about to help you get your whole life together? Exactly. And it's gonna be in a manner you don't want. At the end of the day, who Jesus? At the end of the day, I am so glad that I'm so glad that I've been in the waiting room multiple times. I'm even glad for half of the times that I had to be admitted because it taught me something. I I got a chance to learn some things, y'all. And sometimes we don't realize some of the stuff that we need to learn. My character changed in the waiting room. Yes. You understand? Listen. Go ahead. She said, (laughs) laugh out loud. I remember crying. I didn't want to be admitted. But because I went ahead and got admitted, they found an issue that was causing a heart problem. My God, the heart issue was resolved in the waiting room. Jesus. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Some people don't understand that your waiting room process brings about a lot of things. It brings out stuff you probably, like she said, she didn't even know. She didn't even know. And that at the end of the day, if she would have known that she had a heart problem, y'all don't think she would have took care of it a long time ago? She didn't know. But she found out where? In the waiting room. I tell y'all, I'm so glad that I've had, like I said, I'm glad to have had waiting room processes. I'm glad to have been able to, even though they suck sometimes, I didn't know what my outcome was going to be, but I had to learn how to hear him and say, I just need you to rest and be still for a while. While you resting and being still, come talk to me. That was my, that was my time to have time with him. That was my time to learn him and know him more because you'd be surprised what you think you know of the Lord. You really don't know what you think. And that was my time to get to know him some more. And I'm so glad and grateful that I got a better understanding and a better relationship with him because of those waiting room processes. I can't speak for nobody else. I don't know what your waiting room process has done for you. I don't know what your waiting room process is doing for you right now. You heard Quint say that she's coming out of her waiting room process, right? And at the end of the day, I'm glad that she's coming out of her waiting room process. But the question is, can you handle your waiting room process? Can you handle being admitted? Can you handle that? Y'all better listen. Every time I come on, I'm crying, laughing, ready, praising, worship. The waiting room is preparing me for the push. Yes, ma'am, coach. Yes, ma'am. I'm telling you. It's, it's one of them things where I, I can't get off of it. Find, find yourself when you find yourself. You, you, you call it the desert. I don't call it that. It's the waiting room. Find yourself in your waiting room process and be okay with it. 
be okay with it. I'm okay with my weight room process. I'm, I'm okay with whatever the Lord said he about to do. Right? Because obviously if he about to do it and he about to do it on my behalf, it's a-okay with me. It's nothing that I did on my own. It was of no good deed that I could say this is the reason why he doing such and such. But I love the fact that while in the waiting room, he never leaves me alone. I love the fact that while in the waiting room, it's a wonderful process, right? And that process processes some things into you and out of you. So be okay with your waiting room process, y'all. I want y'all to talk to me in the comment section because I need to know how y'all feel about the waiting room. I need to know how you feel about being admitted. It's okay. Because y'all already know there's no judgment here. Right? But talk to me tonight. I need to know how y'all feel about that thing. I need to know how you feel about being in the waiting room. Tell me how you feel about being admitted. Tell me how you feel about your process. But the, the main thing I want y'all to take from tonight is process. Process your way through it. It's okay. It is okay. Yes, D. Being taught a new process. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It ain't nothing like nothing like going through the motions with the Lord, but he teaching you something new about yourself. He taking you to a place within yourself that you didn't even know that, that you were capable of dealing with, right? So it's a good thing. It's a wonderful thing. And, and, and whoo, when he done processing you, sir, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting. So yes, a new process is always a good thing. Right? So, Quint, do you have anything to say to the people? I can't hear you. I don't hear nothing. No. Your mouth is moving, but nothing's happening. Okay, we testing the speakers. I heard the song. Okay, so let's just say I just saw a defect, and the defect was because of an early or premature birth. If we abort the waiting room, there's a potential for defects on the other side. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. If we abort the process, 
you know, the things that we trying to do could come out still born. And somebody, we need to think about that. Look at here, coach. Don't you start. So I'm telling you. You still can't say that, Gwen? But Quint is having some technical difficulties, y'all. So as I stated, while we are up here and we're waiting to see if she's going to be able to come back in, y'all talk to me in the comment section. I want to know how y'all feel about um, the waiting room process. And I, I do agree with that whole defect thing, Coach. I uh, Like I said, I think that some people don't realize that just like a pregnant woman, if you try to rush your process and you don't go to all your doctor's appointments and you and you don't get stuff done and you don't take your prenatals and you don't have to, you don't do all of this stuff that you can risk either having a miscarriage, that you can risk even having a miscarriage or your baby coming out stillborn, stillborn, and you don't want that. I I personally want to do everything that the Lord has for me in this season, in this hour, in this time, in this year, all of this good stuff, right? I don't want to miss anything. I don't want to leave no, no stone unturned if that's what he has for me. And at the end of the day, I'm going after everything that he told me I could have. I believe everything that he told me that was a promise for me because I don't believe that he would lie to me. Um, and I'm I'm just believing and I'm standing on the promises that he made. Period. I'm standing on the promises that he made. He told me. Um, that no good thing will be withheld from me. That's what the words say. And I believe it. I trust it. I believe if I continue to, to trust in him and do what he wants me to do, that nothing would be withheld from me, just like he told me. And we have to believe that. At the end of the day, you got to believe something and believe in something more positive than what's happening in the world today. Because if we just went by what we saw, honey, we would be a, a hot mess. Right? So at the end of the day, again, you have to assess your situation and assess where you at and what you're doing. And, and then find yourself in a place where you can... Really trust the Lord because some of us have an issue with trusting him and what he's saying. Some of us have an issue with, with trusting the fact that he told us that he would never leave us nor forsake us. 
that he will never see his seed begging bread, that he will be the provider, that he will be the comforter. A lot of us have a, a issue with that because you're believing in somebody that you feel like you can't see no touch. And, and that's not the first of all, faces the substance for everything hoped for and not seen. Right. So if you got faith that something can happen and work for you, then why come you can't trust him? If we're, if, hold on. If we have the full arm of God, how do we curse others? Like Angel Herschel. Well, you know what? When you say it like that, T, that's, a, that's because they don't have it. That's because they don't have it. You got a lot of people that, that tell you they have on the whole armor or they doing this, that, and the third. But you know by the actions. You know by the, the way that they treat people. You know by what they do if they really are about what they say they are. Period. Actions and deeds always show itself. You know, we always used to say that, that you know, actions speak louder than words. And that's still a motto for me. Your word, you could be have the gift of gab all day, but if your life don't add up to what you speak out the side of your face, then it means nothing to me, right? And, and sorry for the way it came out if some people took that as a harsh thing, but I mean it. You can have the gift of gab all day, but do your life add up to what you're talking about? Can I say that that's the life you lead? Can you say that that's the life you really live in? It's, it's just that simple. I mean, we got we got too many people out here wanting to have something or um what's the word I'm looking for? Um covenant or covet what somebody else has. And at the end of the day, I don't want what you got. Because I don't know what it took for you to get it. I don't want it. I don't want your anointing. Because that's that's not me. That's not how I work. And that's that's not how that works. You have at the end of the day, you have to be able to be who you are and be who you are unapologetically. Because I was gonna I was gonna mess that word all the way up, y'all. You have to be able to be who you are and be who you are unapologetically. I'm at this point in my life now. Hey, Chandra, Diva. Um, glad to see you in the comment section. Good to see you. Good to see you. But you have to be who you are and be who you are unapologetically. I don't apologize for being who I am. If you can't handle it or deal with it, that's not my problem. Right? At the end of the day, I'm going to be who the Lord has told me to be. And that's in season, out of season all the time, even when you don't want it. That's what it's going to be. And that's, that's who I am. I can't. I can't. It's too much work to try to be something I am.
It takes too much work to try to be somebody else. You know? And, man, Chandra, I need to send you the link so you can come up here real quick. You too, coach, while y'all playing. If y'all are willing to pop on for a few, send me, send me a message and let me know. Right? I had to pray quickly through a conversation today to fight my own ego and let go. Right. Some sometimes you do. Sometimes you do. You you gotta you gotta ain't nobody like you that's gonna check you. Let me put it that way, right? There ain't, ain't nobody like you that's gonna check you. Y'all hold on one quick sec, please. I'll be right back. All right, so Chandra, I'm about to send you a link. Coach C, you willing to come on? I'm about to send it to you too. I'm getting y'all the links right now. All right. I just sent them out. I need y'all to check y'all inboxes. That's right, Tia. He'll change your entire tone to keep you in right, in right place. Y'all hold on. I'm sending links out to get folks to come up in here. All right. So we waiting for some folks that I just sent the links out to to pop up in here and join in in this wonderful chat right now. Right. So as I was saying, we're going to go back over it again for the folks that we're going to have coming on that's going to start chiming in. And I'm excited because we're going to make this a full blown conversation for real, for real. Right. So I'm telling y'all, there's nothing like nothing like allowing the lord to do his work you know tamala man made a song called step aside and i promise you sometimes we have to learn exactly that how to step aside we do it to ourselves all the time when we try to do his job and we mess it up because it's not it's not meant for us to do everything it is it's where we are trying to to, uh, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Hey, Bo. Glad to see you up here. So I don't know how much you caught and what you did not catch, but the topic of the night was, can you handle no? That's how we started out, right? Can mm. you handle God telling you no? 
And then he just shifted the whole thing. And I brought up the analogy of you got to think about when he tells you no, that he just got you in a place of waiting. Right? Mm -hmm. you think about your place of waiting like you're in the hospital and you're in the waiting room. Mm -hmm. So when you're in the waiting room, you're waiting on test results. You're waiting to get blood work done. You're waiting to get all of this stuff done and you don't know <laughs> what the end result is going to be. So now that you're in the waiting room, you got all of this stuff about to happen and you're just so anxious about it because you don't know what's going on. But mm -hmm. what happens while you're sitting in the waiting room, they come and they give you your diagnosis and they say, hold on, but wait a minute, you can't go home because you got to be admitted. So now you got an even longer wait that you got to deal with, right? So that's, uh -huh. where we, that's where we at right now. So please tell the people, if you ever went through a waiting room process, how you felt while you was in your waiting room, what did it do for you? And, and what did God show you? Well, for me, it, it takes maturity because, you know, um, one thing about God sometimes, how could I put it? He, because he's such a good father, he spoils us a little bit. He spoils you, but then he also knows that he has to mature you and equip you. So a lot of times when you first enter that waiting period i mean you're like throwing temp i know me i was throwing temper tantrums i, I felt like god you have forsaken me <laughs> where are you i mean just you know going off but what i realized the more you kick and scream the longer you stay in there because what God is doing, the Bible says, let patience have her good and perfect work in you. And I was someone, I had very thin patience. Like my patience was so limited. And most people, like I do have a friend, she has the patience of Job. Like nothing phases her, nothing. Me, I was a, a reactor. Um, if it was a situation, because, you know, sometimes when you're independent, you're a fixer. So it's like, I got to, I want to fix this. But when God puts you in a waiting room, it's not to harm us. It's to cultivate. And actually, it is during those times when you get to learn the different characteristics of the Lord. The waiting room, I say, because you think about when we go to the, um, emergency room or um we're in what we call the um Triage. waiting area in the waiting area you get to meet people that you would have never met before if you just would have came in and went straight you know to the back or straight into the office the waiting room you get to um what we hear different people's the, stories uh, uh, friendships have been established. Connections have been established um, during the waiting room season. So I think what happens is, I could say for me and maybe Coco Quint. Hey, Quint. Um, hey. I had I to come in on my might, phone. Um, have experienced this where we're so busy trying to get to the mark that we miss the lesson 
that God is trying to teach us while we're in the waiting room. Come on, man. So oh, God had to tell just came me, back and confirmed everything you know, basically. Um, and when you're in the waiting room, you're not really living. You're not yeah. living. embracing the present you are at that moment because your your focus is down the road like for me a new year you know but i'm all the way i'm not embracing the january i'm already in august i'm trying to figure out what's happening what's going to happen month by month when god is saying i think it's a scripture where it talks about in james something like um basically you're supposed to i'm just paraphrasing but it was just saying like every day you know learning the your journey learning the wisdom uh anybody that that's where i got some of the greatest revelations um in the word of god in my waiting period i got some of my we can't hear you chandra No. No. Hey, coach. Hey, y'all. How are you? I am well. How are you guys? Good, good, good. So, Coco, I just want to tell you, sister, you're no different than Quint. <laughs> no different. <laughs> no different. It's okay. it's okay. I'm in the waiting room, and the process has to occur in the waiting room. Because when we come out the waiting room, we want to be 100% and ready to go. That's yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. That's it. So, so what like I said, y'all already know that that's the conversation we have been talking about the waiting room. So Shadra was telling how where she how she went through her waiting room and what she got from it. And I promise y'all, she just came back and reconfirmed everything we talked about before she got up here. <laughs> she do it every time, right? Praise God. That's <laughs> and, but I tell you, it that's the waiting room process, though. Everybody processes out differently. Because everybody's end result is not the same. Mm -hmm. But you have to have some type of an encounter while you in the waiting room. I don't know nobody who goes in the waiting room and don't have an encounter. I if you don't, something is wrong. You know what I mean? And that's, that's just my personal opinion. If you have no encounter when you're in the waiting room, something is wrong. So the two wonderful ladies that just joined y'all joined us y'all is chandra y'all already know she's she's a reassuring face on um our podcast here and so it's coach she she done been up here before too y'all so i'm telling y'all but y'all welcome them please and 
ladies, y'all can chime in whenever y'all ready and do what you do. Oh my gosh, this waiting room, you don't start. <laughs> <laughs> Look. You know, you could go so many ways with that because I think those of us that that's up here, I I kind of say we're old school, meaning we I know we were kind of uh discipled up under the saints where they taught you truly how to labor and wait on the Lord. So I find like this generation, though they have the zeal, though they have the fire, they lack in the area of learning how to wait on God. Um, and it's evident because you can see in some of the, you know, their posts, some of their videos and the Bible says those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. You know, even when we're sick, what does the doctor tell you? No work, no nothing, rest. And that waiting, when you're, that waiting period. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can you hear can you hear me, Cole? Yeah. Coco. I can hear you fine. Can you not hear me? Can you hear me, Coach? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. So she can't hear you can hear me, Quint? I can hear you. Okay. My computer so done did something crazy. So it's her. While we wait for her to come back in, go ahead and, and talk, Coach. So I was, you know, so when we were talking earlier and I was in the chat, I was talking about what I saw. Mm -hmm. And what I saw was that a defect can occur. And, you know, I'm a registered nurse. Right. So did mother baby and i immediately saw myself back in my old job and you know doing labor and delivery and i saw the fact that if if you have if your baby comes premature there can be defects so when god puts us in the waiting room it's because there are some things in us that needs to be worked out and if right. they're not worked out when we come out, we're going to still have some defects. We're going to still have some things in us that's going to hinder us. And we may not see it, but the people that we service may see it. So right. if a light is, a, is, is, uh, is bright, then they're going to see that light. But if that defect is there, that light is going to be a little bit dimmer than it would be if we had stayed in that waiting room and let that process take place. So we really have to let things go the way, you know, there's a way that seems right, but that road leads to destruction. We got to stay on that road, in that waiting room, in that process until God says, okay, now it's time to move forward beyond the process. Now it's time to birth. Now it's time to push. But if it's not that time, you got to wait. The Bible also says to everything, there's a season. Yep. There is a season for that waiting room and you got to stay in there. And the encounters that take place, oh my God. Yes. I was talking to somebody the other day and I said, wow. Like, I know God on a whole new level. 
because I stayed in the waiting room. I could have tried to rush things and move out, but I just stayed there. I dealt with the consequences of being in that waiting room, the things that I had to give up, the things that I had to be purged from, the thoughts that had to be changed. The way I think is totally different than it was before I went in. And this is what even is better. Because when I went in, I said, oh, this is my wilderness experience. I learned today it's not my wilderness experience. It's my waiting room. It's my waiting room. And in that waiting room is where the transformation that needs to take place in me is going to take place and is taking place. Yeah. And who I was going in is not going to be the same person they see when I come out. Yes. It's like the butterfly in the cocoon. Yes. If you lead them, if you assist that butterfly to get out, its wings are going to be defective. It won't be able to fly. But wow, you, that's good. The process and break itself out and come out in this due season. Come on now. Mm -mm. <laughs> Listen, it's and then when the butterfly does come out, we talk. It talks about the butterfly effect, and the butterfly effect is not a real thing. It's an analogy that they use, but. One small change can make a have a ripple effect that can change so many things. But if we don't go through the process, our impact is not going to even be as great. Yeah. Our anointing is not going to be as great. And as they call it, the oil on our lives is oh. not going to be as great. That's it. So you have to go through that process. You have no choice. If you really want to be who God called you to be, if you really want to do what he's called you to do, and you really want to leave this earth empty, you truly have to go through the process yes. and stay in the waiting room. It may yes. not feel good. Let me tell you. And I cried, I prayed, I screamed, I hollered. You asked in the comments. I'm like, I can't put all that in the comments. <laughs> I did in my waiting room. I cry. I put on my, my music. Deputy Keys is my go-to for, for worship, for prayer, for study, for anything. Is everybody freezing? Back? And I, I wait to see what you're going to say. Yes. And when I tell you that my eyes are better, not necessarily naturally, but in the spiritual, I see more. In, in the spiritual, my ears are clearer. I hear more. My brain is crisper. So if you don't want to wait in the waiting room, then you're going to give up some of the benefits of being in the waiting room. Because there are oh, Jesus. Being in the was good. You got to stay there to get the benefits. Yes. Wow, that's good. Come on now. I'm that's just excited. Good. I am excited. That's, I'm that's telling good. you, now, even my thoughts, he, he answers my thoughts. I don't even have to speak things. I think things. And before I can finish thinking, I'm like, whoa, God, really? I just saw someone post on Facebook the other day that they did a 501c3. And then it took them six months. With a brain injury, I did my own. And I prayed and everything that I heard the Holy Spirit say, I put on the application. My cousin who does 5013C3s looked at my application and said, why do you have all of this on there? I've never seen nobody with all this stuff on there. I said, that's just what I heard. My application was approved in 10 days. Come on. The Holy Spirit. The room, you're going to get some instructions. Yes. That's going to tell you some things that if you just sit there and wait and listen, get that paper and pen out and begin to write. You may write books in the waiting room. That's it. Mm -hmm. You don't know what he's going to give you. Like uh, Quint and, and Coco said, everybody's 
waiting room experience is going to be different because all of our life experiences are different. And what needs to be worked out of me or put into me that's not there, it may not be the same thing that anybody else needs, but we all need something from God. That's it. And where we're going to get it is in the waiting room. That's where we're going to get it at. I promise you, when you said the part about the defect, what it really made me think about was a person whose baby is born premature mm -hmm. and the baby and the baby got to be put in the incubator. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Now, that's deep. And, and how the how the baby has to sit in the incubator for a while sometimes. And mm -hmm. you don't know how long that period may be. But that incubator is helping this baby. Mm -hmm. That incubating stage is helping the baby. If you take that baby out that incubator, when you get him home, you might have to bring him back mm -hmm. because he's not he's not finished with his incubation stage. One, he came out of you too early, mm -hmm. and two, if you take him from the hospital too early, it's early again. Oh. Defects and setbacks, right? Defects. It's the, fact that, it's the fact that everybody wants to rush. I don't know why everybody in such a rush. That you Papa, rush I can't everything. hear you. You're going in and out. Okay. I, it, it's everybody's thing tonight. I don't know the what's happening. The devil is a lot. Father, yes. we thank you right now. We bind every plot, plan of the enemy. We bind the prince of the ear right now by the authority of Jesus Christ. We commend you, Satan, by the authority of Jesus yes, Christ God. to loose this airwave. Satan, the Lord, rebuke you this evening. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. That means somebody is deliverance in the atmosphere because that's the only time he starts trying to Everybody has had internet issues. It started with <laughs> bounced out 14 times and had to come back. You and then coach froze. I mean, I don't know what's happening, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it, it was something about this whole waiting room effect. When he shifted it there, that's what it's been. And I'm telling you, like I was saying, I don't know why people want to rush. What what are you what are you in such a hurry to get to? What are you in such a hurry to get? That you ain't going to use right if you got it. That's right. He gives you wisdom in the waiting room. To learn how to handle what he's about to give you. He gives you all of that in the waiting room. And if you outdo the process and you skip steps. You put yourself in a world of trouble. I don't want to skip steps. You think about if we would have went through school skipping grades. Because people just passed us by. Mm -hmm. I would be just as illiterate as all could get out. <laughs> you know, it, it, like for real. Because when people just pass you over because they don't want to deal and really teach you nothing, that's what happened. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm so, I, can, I can honestly say, and I think you ladies can agree, I'm so glad that God did not pass me over. Hallelujah. He decided to say, stop, hold on, okay. I got the 99, but hold on, there go my one. Mm -hmm. I gotta go, I gotta go grab them. Let me let me go, let me go reel it back in. I'm so glad he did not pass me over. I don't know where I would be if I would have been passed over. I know I would be where I'm at. And that's just like us when we when we deal with people and we tolerate them to a certain level. 
what do people feel like they being do? I don't like being tolerated. If you mm-hmm. have to deal with me in a way where you feel like you just tolerate me, boo boo, leave me be. Mm-hmm. Leave me be. Because I don't want to be tolerated. You can either handle me or you can't. It's just that simple. And I promise you, coach, that defect thing did it. That that was it right there. I mean, you think about it. How 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 many stillborn gifts do we got? Oh my God. Let's let's just think about that. Because they never had an opportunity to make it. Never had an opportunity to flourish because somebody came to you and cut them off before they could even start. Mm-hmm. So how many stillborn gifts is still there? Because, you know, people used to tell us back in the day that sometimes when you don't use a thing, it just lay dormant. So how many dormant gifts do we have? That's major. That is major. That we have not tapped into. That we have not released and poured out. How many dormant gifts are we sitting on? Probably thousands. But I want to say this too. To that is this. People are afraid that they are not going to get their turn. Mm. And, And it's really not about getting your turn. Because it's not about you. It's not about me. That's it. What God is putting me, it's not for me, but it's for his, it's for those that he sent, he surrounded me with, those he have assigned to me that I'm responsible for to show my light and to give the words that he gives me to give them. But even if we messed up and missed our turn or our time, mm-hmm. God can redeem the time if we just stay in that waiting room. That's it. Because one of the things you talked about, and this is like, this is near and dear to my heart. I'm a mother baby nurse. So I worked in the newborn, the NICU or the newborn, new, uh, you know, the, uh, neonatal, uh, instant, neonatal intensive care unit. Mm-hmm. I worked in the step down units. I worked all the newborn nurseries. I worked them all. And there's a difference in a baby in all of those different areas. So in the newborn nursery where the baby went full term, the baby's skin is nice and supple. It's no wrinkles. It's full. It's breathing. It's good. But when you go to the step down unit, they may have some minor defects. When you go to the uh, NICU, they have more defects. And in the step down unit, they don't have to stay in there as long as the people in the NICU do, the babies in the NICU do. The newborn babies go home in a few days. The NICU babies can stay there even depending on how fast they came out. They can stay there for years. We've had babies that came the size of my hand or even small. I've seen that had to not just their lungs mature. Some people don't make it out of the post. When I say the post, I'm talking about if you're in the NICU, you didn't wait in in the uterus. You came out the uterus too soon. Some people don't make it out of the NICU. Some people don't make it out of the step down. But the majority of those babies that may go full term make it home. So you really got to think about what you're doing, not just to yourself, but to your process and where God is taking you when you talk there too quick. When right. you're in a rush because you feel like I ain't got like this ain't double dutch. This ain't jumping. <laughs> Wait on God. 
And like I said earlier in the comments, waiting don't mean just sit there. Why are you sitting there? You got to be preparing. Think about the virgins, the five wild and the five foolish. The wise ones was preparing for the bridegroom to come. The foolish wasn't ready when he came. Can we have some of your oil? They didn't even have what they need. Get what you need while you're in the waiting room. That's it. Get your oil and get your wicks and start making your candles or whatever is God calling you to do. Start getting your process together. So when he say go, you're ready to jump and run. I agree. I agree. I totally agree. I mean, it's it's so much that just takes place in the waiting room, and and like I said, Coach, you said you said you just figured it out tonight that everything is not a desert experience. Mm -mm. It's, it's not. This we this is not the wilderness. It's a, this is a different place. You know, in in the wilderness, that's a whole different experience. In in, in, in the wilderness, yeah, you're taught and and you are cultivated there. But that's on a harsher level than the waiting room. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. It's on a harsher level than the waiting room. Absolutely. And, and if he takes you to the wilderness, it's more likely it's because of some decisions that you made. Not because it's something that he's he's really trying to get to you. And and when you got to go in the wilderness, you think about it. Why did Moses have to walk through the wilderness, y'all? Well, they, I believe God took them through the wilderness because he understood that there were other people in the lands that they needed to cross. And being that they just came out of bondage from Egypt, mm -hmm. he took them the longer way to, I believe it was a way of protection. Also, it was, he was trying to get them to a place of trusting him before they got to the promised land. So technically the wilderness is your, journey on your way to the promised land but what happened was an 11 day journey we all know turned into what 40 years because yeah they wanted to run back to bondage yes you know and um and that's another thing sometimes people people make friends with their bondage they've become comfortable with their bondage the waiting room when you think about a waiter when you at a restaurant they're called you know waiters waitresses mm -hmm. but what are they doing they're serving mm -hmm. so they're providing a service they're waiting on you you know they said they're waiting tables they're serving so i i believe coach fee said it the best when you're in the waiting room it's not that you're supposed to be preparing you should be serving people mm -hmm. want the platform they want the glam. They want the glitz. But they don't know how to serve. Mm -hmm. They want to be served. That's why mm -hmm. we have so many celebrity preachers now. Because everybody wants to be famous. Right. But the waiting room humbles you. Yeah. So when you get to that place. When you get to the place. Uh, uh, the appointed place that God has for you. You're humbled. You're not caught up in the likes the claps, the amen, you know, you, you come with your own amen. You come with your own clap. Why? Because you have that assurance that you know, that you know that God is with you and yes. you're on assignment. 
Because it's all about the waiting room prepares you for what? The assignment. Yep. And people forgot. We're vessels that God uses to perform his will in the earth. It really has nothing to do about us. It has everything to do about why we were born. We were each born with a specific assignment. Mm -hmm. So that's why we see so many people. I call it bleeding all over the people. They're mm -hmm. leadership. They have no character. Yep. They, they're petty. They lack maturity. You know, they want to browbeat people. They want to have control and manipulate. Why? Because they bypassed the waiting room. They mm -hmm. bypassed the process. So now you out here and you're bleeding all over people. The power of God can't really operate thoroughly through you because why? It's all this junk still in you. Deliverance mm -hmm. takes place in the waiting room. Mm -hmm. That's where, you know, God performs surgery, you yep. know, on us in the waiting room. So I, you know, I thank God for my waiting room. Experience. That's it. That's what I said. I, I don't, I don't feel like I would be where I am if it wasn't for the waiting room. And that's, that's just a very honest opinion. I feel like if I would have tried to overdo that process or bypass it at all, this is not where I would be. I promise you my, my waiting room made me or, or helped me become who I am. And I'm, I'm grateful for the experience. And I hope that, you know, other people who are in the process of if you're just now in your waiting room, go through the process. Don't try to rush. It's okay. Because I promise you, he got you in the waiting room. Absolutely. And when I say he got you covered all the way, he got you. And that's exactly what he told me before I went in. He said, I got you. And I'm like, you got me. I just went through an accident. They told me I got a brain injury. I'm not going to be able to do this. I'm not going to be able to do that. And it's like, whose report will you believe? Mm. I said, okay, God. <laughs> okay. And then I saw a comment that came across, don't forget to praise him. And I praise so much. I cried out so much. I wailed. I did uh, did it all. But mm -hmm. all of it brought me to where he was taking me. Yes. And let me tell you, uh, I, um, Evangelist Quint said she was coming out of the waiting room. I believe I'm in that process. I believe that the door is just over here for me because I think that <coughs> much, most of what I got, but I'm still not going to rush it because you think about the um, tortoise and the hare. Yeah. And, no, this is mm. stuff, but this is just what's popping in my mind. So the tortoise and the hare. You think that the tortoise was not, wasn't gonna make it, and the hare was running circles all around him, right? But at the end, because the tortoise took his time and did what he could do, he went through that process. He no, he couldn't go no faster than he. He didn't have what he was what he what he needed to be equipped with to go any faster. What he was equipped with, what God gave him before he knew he was in his mother's womb, that is what he equipped him with. That was what he had. He couldn't go no faster than that. So the, even though that hair runs circles around him, who ended up winning the race? That's it. The one who endureth to the end. Come on. He shall be Come on. Slow and steady is the pace to the day. Hello, hello, hello. That's it right there. That's, that's slow and steady. We, I, 
I ain't trying to go 100 miles, bro. I'll be, I'll be out and somebody's going to have to pick me up. That's not happening. Can't even do it. That's my uh, former co-pastor and my sister-in-law used to say, I got to stay in my own lane. Right stay in lane. In my lane, it, it ain't the fast lane. It might not quite be the, the, the middle lane. It might be the slow lane. Everybody got a different lane. Figure out what your lane is and stay in your lane. Don't go no faster. Don't go no slower. Because there is a season, a time to everything under the sun, everything. Yes. And when your time comes, God is going to maximize what he put in you and redeem the time. And you're going to do more than probably what the others did. Yes, ma'am. Exactly. Just wait on him. <laughs> and when you think about it, the hair was operating out of the spirit of pride. Mm -hmm. and mocking and to somebody who may be listening let me tell you something don't you allow nobody to pull you out of the waiting room before it's time yes. just like a caterpillar when it goes into the cocoon stage if you bother that cocoon and you open it mm -hmm. before it's time that butterfly is going to have a defect. It's going to be crippled. It's going to be handicapped. Don't you allow nobody to pull you out uh, where God has you. If it's the waiting room, cocoon stage, wherever God has you, don't listen. Listen to because that's the time where you, where God is fine tuning your hearing, mm -hmm. training you and teaching you how to hear His voice, how to be led by Him. The Bible says, "For as many that are led by God, those are the sons of God." So God is is equipping you. The waiting room is a place of death, a place where we die to self. Mm -hmm. Allow God to kill you. Come on. So that He, when you come out of the waiting room, you'll be unrecognizable because the glory of God will be evident all over your life. People will know surely he or she has been, been with the Lord. Surely. Because you won't talk the same. You won't think the same. You won't respond and react the same. Come on. Why? Because you've been you've been in the presence of God. That's the time where it's just you and God dealing one on one. So don't allow anybody to pull you out of that place before it's time. Because let me tell you, the enemy prophesies too. He yeah, will he come and he will speak a prophetic word over you, telling you, girl, girl, man. Oh, God is calling you to do this conference. You got to do this conference right now. God is calling you to do this, do this. And, 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 and let me, it's the flip side. And the word could be true, but it don't necessarily, every word don't mean that it's a right now word. That's mm -hmm. it. And that's why the waiting room is very important because it teaches you how not to be anxious, how not to go before mm -hmm. your time. I believe Coach Feed described when the baby is premature, sometimes they have to stay in the hospital longer. Why? Because they got to make sure sometimes their lungs aren't fully developed. That's it. You know, so now you see a lot of kids, they, they uh, are diagnosed with asthma, mm -hmm. uh, you know, because during that time they weren't, they wasn't in the room. Something disrupted that time of them being in the room, which forced them to come out prematurely mm -hmm. so wait 
be like that tree planted by the water. Do not move until you get, you feel, because you'll know when mm -hmm. God gives you that release to go. Because if you people, a lot of people can get hurt in ministry because they come out of their waiting room before time. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I promise you when you was talking about, um, uh, there was something you said, and when you said it, what I heard was, mm, some people ain't ready to give their eulogy yet. Wow. Wow. You know, but I said the waiting room is a place of death. Yeah. Some people ain't ready to get, ain't, they ain't ready to give their eulogy yet. You, you're not ready to let go of the past you. You're not ready to let go of the old stuff. You want to hang on to that part. You ain't, you're not ready to move forward yet. But you, you, you feel like you're ready to go to the next level, but you're not. Right, because you know, some people's identity is tied to, yeah, what they don't want to die though. That's their identity, that's how they know themselves, that's all they know, that's how people know them. And then to totally change, what is that gonna look like? How am I gonna feel? How am I gonna get through this? But I heard also when you were talking, is you got to bring your mind into captivity, yes. Mm. With the thoughts, and I heard my bishop, my spiritual father, Bishop Michael Jones, say, "Thoughts become things. You mm -hmm. have to arrest." And the words that I heard specifically was, "Arrest your thoughts." Yes, you have to arrest your thoughts because as long as you allow your thoughts to, that's your thoughts. And she said that the enemy, he gives you words too. The mm -hmm. words that he give you, they're planted in your thoughts. He can't tell you what to do with them. He don't know what you're going to do with them or how you're going to handle them till you begin to start moving, doing what. If you respond, he's going to mm -hmm. keep on feeding you that. Mm -hmm. oh, everybody else is going. You ain't doing nothing. Blah, blah, blah. Don't listen to him. Mm -hmm. Arrest your thoughts. Bring your thoughts into captivity and let the work even begin in your thoughts. Because everything that you think is going to become a thing. And then you can't stay in the waiting room with your thoughts all over the place. So arrest your thoughts. Arrest your thoughts. And this it, I'll take every time y'all say something, I, I get something else. Just like you said, <laughs> you can't you can't stay in the waiting room with your thoughts all over the place. Think about people that, that actually go to the ER and leave. What before they can yeah. You know and what I'm mean? guilty, I have done that. Right. You think you think about people that went to the ER, knew they had a problem. That's why they went. But they left before they could be seen. Mm -hmm. You got you left before you could be dealt with. And then you got the return because you left. Mm -hmm. You know, that, and that's the thing. Like you, you don't want to have to keep returning to a stage that the Lord is trying to get you past. But sometimes they're not going to return to that stage because I heard right. this clearly, too. Sometimes you come back worse than you were before. That's it. Yes. 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 Because you didn't yes. allow yourself to be properly diagnosed. That's it. So now where something could have been minor and they could have just gave you some antibiotics or something to clear it up. Now, six months later, you passed out. Now we got to do surgery mm -hmm. because you left the waiting room. Left too soon. So because you ran off, your mind wasn't right. Coach Fee says something so powerful. Arrest your mind. The Bible tells us the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down those imaginations. Mm -hmm. The word of God says, as a man thinking, so is he. So the problem is 
We have to get our minds back on God. That's why the Bible says, he who keeps his mind stayed on me, mm -hmm. him I will keep in perfect peace. Perfect. Not on how great we're going to be. Not how, oh, wait till they see me. Wait till my enemies see me. Wait, because I'm going to watch one. I'm going I'm to I'm be lit. I'm going to do. See, the problem is the focus is on us. We're selfish. We're self-centered. And sometimes, we, you know, we have a narcissist. We have narcissistic characteristics. Mm -hmm. The waiting room, see God, because I, I know for me, I thought I was so good. I felt like I am a giver. I will give people the shirt off my back. But see, I found in the waiting room when the Holy Spirit said, you're not as good as you think you are. Mm -hmm. Because with you, it's based on conditions. Yes, you're a giver. You'll do all of that. But if that person hurt you, now you're going to tell them. But I did this for you. I did that for you. I did. So yeah, see, yeah. it's the waiting room when God when God shows you your true mo the motives of the heart. Yes. Mm -hmm. Where He purges and it's a place of purity. And I cried like a bit because I couldn't believe it. Hmm. So that that waiting room gives you time to to realign yeah. your mind, your heart, your will back unto God to get alignment with him to make sure. Because many of us, I, that scripture to me wouldn't be there when they said, Jesus, we did this, we prophesied in your name. We mm -hmm. we cast out de devils in your name. And he said, depart from me, you workers of, any, of, of iniquity. I never knew you. That mm -hmm. is there for a reason because the problem is when you bypass the process, when you bypass deliverance and you just go run, and you're not heeding to what God is saying, come in the waiting room, come away from me, shut everything down. I don't care. Your ministry could be thriving. You could have thousands of people. But yes. you're supposed to be to the point if God says shut it down. Yep. For a year, I don't want you to come on no Facebook Live. I don't want you to preach. Let so-and-so preach in your stead. I just want you to go in a secret place. I want you to wait. Are you mature enough? Come on. To do it. Do you trust God enough to do it? Mm -hmm. Because God attests us. I always say, once you like it, God wants it. That's it. And, it. and it's sad, but it's a true statement. Because at the end of the day, a lot of things that we choose to like a lot, we put them in front of him. Mm-hmm. And when we put those things in front of him, we have just committed the ultimate sin. <laughs> like he, he say, thou should not have no other God before <laughs> me. And you done turned this thing into your God. Mm. It's just like people. You, you take your boot thing and you don't put him above the Lord. Baby, don't be mad when he walk away. Mm. Don't, don't, get mad. Don't, don't, don't get mad when he got to go. <laughs> because you you place him in the wrong place. Don't get mad when he got So it's 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 a lot. I mean, I know people that do that with their kids. Mm -mm. You birthed them out, but baby, they still ain't yours. Come on now. And it, and, and it's a lot. It's a lot, ladies. What I tell you is so much. It's so much that people don't even realize that they do. It's the little stuff that we think is okay 
but the Lord don't see that the same way. Like Chandra said, at the end of the day, yeah, you know, okay, she, she you was the wrong place. Don't get, it's the little stuff that we think is okay, but the Lord don't see that the same way. Like Chandra said, at the end of the day, yeah, you know, okay, she was the little stuff that we think is okay. But the Lord don't see that the same way. Like Sean just said, at the end of the day, yeah, you know, you can can you hear it? It's repeating. Yeah, it's coach. No, coach, I still was hearing you. Right, but it was coach. She was oh. it was something, yeah, it was something coming in. Oh. But it's it's like at the end of the day, like you said, when you was talking about um how you was the giver, but if somebody made you mad, oh I did da 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 da. -da. <laughs> no, little stuff that we think is cool, but he don't think the same thing. First of all, we all know that now you don't have to tell nobody what you do, it ain't nobody business. Mm -hmm. They don't have to know what you do for somebody else. I mean, if, if, if you tell everybody what you did, you got your reward. Exactly. Oh, come you on. You got your reward. If, if you everybody has to, oh, I did such and such and such. Oh, and 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 I bless <laughs> and I bless such and such over here. I mean, it's it's not something that somebody has to know. I do so much stuff behind the scenes that people never know about. It's, it ain't even funny. And I like it that way. But behind that's how it's supposed, that's how it's supposed to be. Like I wouldn't tell other people what I did for the for the person, but I would tell the person that hurt me, like, because I felt like because sometimes we feel like um, and when I realized God will allow you to continuously be hurt and offended. Why? To mature you, to make us thick skinned. Because real love, you know, we don't, I know people say love, you know, we got this notion, oh, love, real love don't hurt. Right. And you probably didn't read 1 Corinthians chapter 13. The fact that it says love, uh, forget what is this what love love endures all yeah. things yeah um, um love don't for, i mean love does not um remember like any past yeah. hurts or whatever yeah. that shows me right there that when is because how would you know if it's love if it's not tested does it if you to endure means and love is long suffering those words right there shows me oh gosh it's going to be some pain in love. And we got to realize God has the ultimate love. He has the agape love. One, of, A lot of the reasons of, of what's going on in the world is because the lack of love. Right. And, and that's what we're supposed to have the most. But it's that's, that's, that's that one finicky, iffy word that when you look at some people, you're like, dude, do you even really know what that means? No, like it, and then you know I had a person, where, and the Lord had to teach me one day. He was like, "How can you expect somebody to love you when they've never had it?" You know, he was like, "How how can you expect somebody to show you true love 
or real love when they've never experienced it. That's true. A, a person that has never experienced something can't give that thing to you if they've never had it. Exactly. So you you have these expectations and standards that you just slapped on folks. But they stuff their expectations and standards that you wouldn't even put on yourself. And that's that's the funny part about it. I, I can't have an expectation out of out of you, Shaza, to say, oh, I, I expect her to always be how she is, knowing that at any given time you can have a human moment. So when you have your human moment, I gotta be able to say, okay, yo, sis, sis dealing with something, I'm gonna just go in the pray and I'm gonna pray for. Uh-huh. It ain't about the rest of it, but we don't do that. What we do is when we see something we don't like, what 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 most people do, you want to go broadcast it. Yeah. You want to go add something onto it that don't need to be added because it's on there. You know, uh-huh. this, this is what people do. Instead of getting in, turning your face to the wall and saying, Lord, just help my sister. I don't know what she's dealing with. But Lord, I ask you that you grant her what she needs. Let your will be done. It ain't even got to be nothing long-winded. Just grant her what she needs and let your will be done. And be done with it. Some people think that some some stuff has to always be so rigorous, and it's not. It's, living a, a holy life is not a rigorous thing. No. We, make it, we make it hard. Jesus says it's, commandments are not grievous. Right. Oops. But we make it hard. We are some, Lord have mercy, we are some, some, we some people to deal with. But think about why we make it hard, though. We make it hard because, again, we truly didn't know the characteristics and the ways of the Lord. Even people that was born and raised in church, because a lot of times they were they they was taught how to church, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, they was taught the traditions. They was taught religion. So. They didn't have a real relationship with the father so that he can teach them. He can lead them. Uh, the Bible says Christ learned obedience, doing by the things he suffered. So it is through our trials, our tribulations, where God is training us how to follow him, how to be led by him. And I remember God said to me when you talked about expectations of people. He said, a person, the problem is we think, if we try, we kind of depict because we would do certain things, we expect the person to do stuff like us. Mm-hmm. But what the Holy Spirit taught me was, he said, a person could be giving you 100% at the level of love that they've experienced. Mm-hmm. until they get a breakthrough until they're delivered until their eyes have been opened so, so a lot of times you see in relationships um a man a woman may feel like well they're not doing enough but that other person is hurt because they're looking like i'm giving you everything but because we have certain expectations you know i can feel like well coco i call you every day to check on you you only call me once a month so now i'm offended and I'm mad at you, but that's the level where you, but you're still checking on me, though. Mm-hmm. You're still, you know, you're still thinking about me enough to say, hey, let me go check on my sis. But a lot of times, um, the Bible says it's the small foxes mm-hmm. that spoil the vine. It's the vine. And it, it's that little stuff, that I'm, the little nitpicky stuff. 
that that mm-hmm. we allow to throw us to a place that we don't need to go. I, I and half of the time, and and, and I think I, I might have said it on Monday Monday night show. First of all, we got to stop looking at the individual because a lot of times what you see coming out of that person, it ain't them. You better learn no. how to deal with the spirit of the person and you address that spirit. Once yeah. you address the spirit, you know how to handle the person. Exactly. But that's the problem. We don't, we don't do that. We just want to address them. But you have to address what's working in them first. Because sometimes they don't even realize what they're dealing with. They don't. And you have to learn how to handle people. Because you can't handle everybody the same way. No. No. And that's that's one of the biggest. Everybody can't be handled the same way. Talk, talk, talk about that, sis. Talk about that. Saying, I mean, you know, y'all, y'all chime in on it. But y'all tell me. Like, I know that I've been, I've had, what, one, two, three, three spiritual leaders in my whole entire life. And all three of them could not handle me the same way. My spiritual parents that I have now love them to life. They know how to handle me. Right? Not saying that everybody else didn't do it properly, but they know how to handle me. At the end of the day, you can't you can't come to me and expect that when I'm I'm a still a babe at, at that point, that I'm I'm supposed to know what you know. That I'm supposed to 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 be delivered in this cold turkey. That's, that's why the Bible says train. Right. <laughs> and that's the point. I won't get no training. You expected when I came up for deliverance, you expected my deliverance to be cold turkey. <laughs> Where we do that at? I, I don't know nobody that's been delivered and, and, and was cool, you know, like right afterwards. And you could go right back to what you got delivered from and be all right. No. It takes time. There's a process in deliverance. Deliverance is a process as well. It's not overnight. And we forgot. If you look at um, the life of Jesus, the different situations, some was delivered immediately. And then the Bible says some was delivered within that hour. You know, so look at the blind man. You know, Jesus did that. He asked him what he see. I see men as trees. He told them to walk and what? Go wash in the pool of Shalom, I think yep. it was. So he still was receiving his deliverance. He still had partial um, eyesight mm-hmm. on his way going to the pool of Shalom. It wasn't until he washed till his eyes was fully open. So we don't know how long it took him to get from where he met Jesus at to get to the pool, the pool of Shalom. So it's just like being a parent. Though you have two children, they're yours. They have your blood, but each of them have different personalities. That's I it. can't do with my son what I did with my daughter. Why? You know, my daughter be like, you you was harder on me. You didn't, we call my son Spanky. Spanky never really, but my son was laid back. He didn't do what you did. Like, so you, I had to be a little harder on you because you were doing things that just wasn't pleasing. He wasn't that type of kid. So I couldn't handle him, you know, the way that I handled her. But I had to be harder, hard on him in certain areas, whereas there was no separation because he's male and she's female. If she got to wash the dishes, sweep the yeah. floor and do laundry, he has to do it. 
So I think what happens in leadership, and you can't train people necessarily the way you were brought up, because we make that mistake too. Leaders, just because your leader did certain things with you, you think that you're supposed to disciple people the same way. No, we have. that's why we have to constantly hear from God. You know, because you can't, every sheep is not the same. If somebody comes from a traumatic experience or, you know, that versus somebody who didn't really go through something traumatic, you know, they were kind of an obedient child, just didn't know Christ. They was active in the community. There, there, it's a difference. That yeah. person with the traumatic experience, number one, they have trust issues already because they have already been violated. Right. Number two, they've already been talked down to repeatedly. Yep. So now you got to ask God to give you the wisdom. Okay, how do I disciple this person? And that's the problem. We're not making disciple, disciplined ones because half of the time, the people that's training, they're not disciplined. Right. You you got you got it, it, and and it's sad to say about the term I'm about to use. Instead of creating disciples, you making puppets. That's what's happening. I mean, I, I have seen too much of it. Instead of it, you teaching the people and sending them out, like the words say, you teaching them and tell them if they leave, it's a problem. That's a puppet. That's somebody that you feel like you can control. And control ain't even of God. He didn't control nobody. He let the people, okay, the, I'm going to teach you this way, but if you decide to go do something else, okay. He still allow you to let your free will run free. And at the end of the day, he still, I'll be right here with open arms when you're ready to come back. But it's never that, that whole puppet situation. I, I can't do it. I'm not your puppet. And, and because of that, oh, you you too boisterous. Oh, you too this, you too that. Baby, if you can't deal with it, I'm sorry for you. My thing is, is, is how you feel about it, Coach Tree. So I'm listening and taking all of that in, and I saw so many things. And one of the things is that the word of God says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made, wonderfully made. We are created in his image and his likeness. We are a spirit. We live in a body. We possess a soul. Once we get beyond that, everybody's different. Everything is different about us. Even twins, identical twins are not the same. Yep. Something in their genetics is different. Because even siblings with the same parents only get 50% of the DNA from one parent, one from the other. They may not get the same DNA. Right. So we have to learn how to handle people individually. And I thought heard spiritual discernment. Yes. Spiritual discernment. So yes. we handle people with spiritual discernment. And I also heard marketplace. So even when you're working in the marketplace and you're dealing with people, you got to deal with each person on their level, their mental capacity, and all of that. And the only way we're going to know that is if we are spiritually discerning how we handle people. That's so, it. Now, I don't know why I'm talking nursing tonight, but that's that's what I did for the last 30, 40 years. And so 
in healthcare, I may have high blood pressure and you may have high blood pressure. But the medications that help your blood pressure may not work on mine. So we have to do like it's the same thing in ministry. And when we were dealing with God's people, everybody was created individually. We're not all the same. We're not Stepford wives. We're not puppets. We all are free moral agents. We all had different experiences. We all came from different lifestyles. We all had, some people may have had dealt with rejection. Some people may have dealt with, with um, abuse. Uh, some people may have had it all well. So the person that's had it all well, not going to understand when you come to them, talking to them about something that you need to be talking to the person with abuse. And the person that had the abuse, not going to, you come to me, you talking to me like, well, you should be able to do this. No, I'm not able to do that. I never overcame that. I never went through the process for that. I, st- I didn't stay in the waiting room. They put me in the waiting room, but I didn't understand what the waiting room was. I didn't have nobody there to help me. I didn't have nobody to walk me through it. Right. Sometimes in the waiting room, you're going to need some help. That's it. Because when it comes time to push, you may not be able to push by yourself. Yeah, you're going to need a midwife. Come on now. So I'm just saying, like, you know, it's so many things that I have seen in my life in church. And it's not the church. It's the people that do the things. Yeah. So, I mean, if you ask the question, is church hurt real? Yeah, church hurts is real because we are the church. So mm-hmm. if we hurt somebody, then the church and us, it was us, not the church. It right. was us that hurt them. But because we are a part of the church, they say it's church hurt. Yeah. And I've experienced that from leaders, from people that were not leaders. But that's because everybody is put in the same box. Everybody has the same expectations. If I give you this, this and that, you're supposed to take that. You give me the ingredients to a cake and you give somebody else the same ingredients to the cake. I watch TV sometimes and mostly I watch the cooking shows mm-hmm. and, and I watch um, Hell's Kitchen mm-hmm. and they all have the same stuff. And they said, you got the same ingredients, right? You got to put this, this and that in this in this uh, recipe. Mm-hmm. But everybody plates that they bring to the front, what do they do? It looks different. Why? Because they are different. Yep. We cannot, it's, there's no cookie cutter. There's no cookie cutter. You really got to learn to to be, to be spiritually discern each individual and really mentor and, and disciple them. Because what I heard Sis saying, Sister Chandra, is there is no real discipling. It's, these are the rules. This is the blueprint. You do it this way. But what if God say do it this way? But no, they said do it this way. So you got to do it this way. But God is saying this, but they're not spiritually discerning. So they they don't hear what you hear. And so now you got conflict. You really, you really got to be led by the spirit. And especially, I mean, we always should have been, but especially in this season, so much has gone on since COVID. Yes. You really got to be sensitive because where we're getting ready to go, if you miss what he's saying, it goes back to that scripture. There's a way that seems right. If you, It, it seems like that's the right thing to do. But right. God shift. He has pivoted and you're still doing this, but now he wants you to do this. But because you're not spiritually discerning, you don't know that this is what he wants you to do. You're still doing the same old thing. Yes, that's something. I'm, I'm telling you, that's it. I mean, pe- people don't like to hear you say what's real anymore. My thing is, it's so much, so much of the 
what I call the real unadulterated word that people don't teach anymore. Mm-hmm. People don't teach. Holiness is still right. People stop doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, people, people used to back in the day, you had to hold heaven or hell. It's a real place. And, and people don't talk about it no more. Because no. you feel like if, if you start talking about hell, everybody going to leave your church. Well, it's a place if they pick up the word and read it, they're going to find it. You know, and, and it's just absolutely so, it's just so much that people have gone away from that. You're like, well, is, is everybody conforming now? Is, is every, I mean, even the people that, that say that they're going to that they're going to do the big stuff. Are you conforming to? I'm not going to confirm. I'm not going to conform. The word of God is exactly what it says it is. And I'm so blessed to see your face, sir. Hey, T. Hey, how you all doing tonight? Good evening. Oh, mercy, mercy. Um, I told you, Coco, at the beginning, when um, all that internet stuff started, uh, <laughs> way back at, at when y'all came on, that um, my heart just didn't have it available to make it through the whole night so i would only be here for a moment and now look at god um uh man the waiting room that god put that on your heart and then you guys were immediately attacked with internet and everything else tells you how amazing god is and how on track and in tune you are with his word uh the fact that you all are talking Healthcare, and it's not like anybody on here don't know what that is. You all went to the doctor. If you ain't go to the doctor, your mama did. If they didn't go, your kids had to go, and we all waited. And the the heart that you have about all of us being different. How many people in that waiting room? And since COVID, you know they even got to separate you up in the waiting room. You don't even get treated the same then. You in the waiting room. You know, it's just amazing how through that whole thing that we each have to go through what Coco said, the process in the waiting room. There's going to be somebody over there who is praising God that the doctor came out and gave them a quick update. There's going to be another one who's over here worrying, still ain't got to that point. They still praying that God gives them an answer. There's going to be so many stages and we don't look at our lives like that. We don't look and say, praise God. Amen. And yes, maybe I got to go back to the study board. Maybe I'm the guy who got to go back and sit at his desk and listen to what God has to say. No, you ain't no recess. You got to go and get to listen to what God got to say. You know, while the person next to you is little Johnny, who gets to go to the lunchroom? You know, amen. But we're all still in the waiting room. Yes. Trying to get to that next level, learning if possible. Now, unfortunately, in that same waiting room, they're going to be those people who are being puppets. They don't know what the doctor said. Why they come to the, why they come to the waiting room? Why? Because the person next to them just told them to. They, ain't even, they don't even know what the process is. They ain't went up and talked to the nurse yet. They missing their place in line. Why? Because they acting like the person next to them. They ain't being discipled. They just following, following along on what's going to happen. And now they wonder why they're still in the waiting room. 
missed a number, didn't pull their ticket, and wondering why they still in the waiting room. So that's where, I'm sorry, that's why I jumped on, you know, I'm sitting up here in a nursing home, God is about to release me tomorrow, praise him and all things. But, you better come on here, uh, sir. On everything, we all have our individual waiting room. Um, Apostle, um, I, I, I hope I said it right, but Quint Gwen, Gwen came on um, at the very beginning. She talked about that time. When you wake up, um, my time, and I'm going to tell you all the truth. Um, I've been in this, which I'm calling my time in the desert with God. I've been in this, and my time is 4 a.m. Now, the reason I say it's 4 a.m., because I wake up at doggone 4 a.m. every morning. Now, whose choice is it after that? I could roll over or I could talk to God. Now, oh, well, you know, I got things to do today. Maybe I need to get a little more sleep. That ain't what God telling you. You ain't have to wake up. Why 4 a.m.? Now, remember, my 4 a.m. is not yours. Yours might be 3.30, 3.45. But if you're not, amen, amen. But if you're not listening to what God is on your item, it's got to be between you and him. Otherwise, you stay in the waiting room. You don't get to come out ministering. You don't get to get out with your, with your meds and go on to the next item and, and get improved and work through it. The waiting room is so, so valid. And that's why y'all been attacked all night. That's <laughs> when you said you read somebody talking about praise God through all of it in the waiting room. I was praying. I was so glad Chandra threw up that prayer about the, about the internet. Mm -hmm. That was just Satan attacking because y'all own it. God is talking. God is speaking. Are we listening? Or are we going to just sit in the waiting room? Always. That's, that's what I say. Like, you know, when, when he gives stuff, because when you said about the recess, I saw Coach do this right here. I was waiting for her to come in and say something about being in recess, right? Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, because it's like every time somebody said, you can really pick up on something else. This is one of those topics where it can keep, it can just constantly keep going because it's Amen. so attached to it, right? Amen. I'm, I mean, I'm just thankful for what he has done tonight. It has been a, a, a whole blessing. It has blessed my soul. And, and I'm just glad. I mean, and it started out with something different because the whole thing was the topic of the show was can you handle his no? And then we went somewhere totally different. But you know, that's, we that's went where God, you went where God wanted you. That's, that's exactly he, why it happened there. Right. I watched God walk, walk through it. I watched him attack. I, you know, so when you're looking at things, hold on a moment. I'll be right with you all. Okay. Yes, I mean, is this so? What did you catch, Coach, when he talked about recess? It, you know, that's that pause. That's that <laughs> pause. You know, I'm just like, I, I don't even know. It, literally, my mind has been doing all types of things tonight on this session because every time one person says something, I get something else. I'm right. seeing, I, and I'm see literally seeing all this stuff. So he talked about recess, but you don't just get recess. You get you get to go to um, what's the room when you're in trouble? No, yeah, detention. You go to detention too. You go to detention. Right. You get recess when you're good, but when you bad, you go to detention. 
Right. Like it's rooms in the waiting room. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Like, like on the recess, you may go to lunch. There are rooms in the waiting room. And right. if you don't do right, you're gonna go in one room. If you do good, you might get to go to lunch or to go to recess. But if you don't, you go you go on a detention. Yeah. I'm I'm telling you, you are so correct, Coach. And I'm gonna call you coach because that's what, what has been, been said all night. But uh the, the thing is, is that when you're talking about even that detention, um, we need to understand that if we listen to God, we're all being taught differently. We got a private tutor who's going to take care of us on every single level if we listen. Now, just like she said, if we're not listening, where do we go? Detention. We can't make it to the next level. We're not listening yet. And now we wonder, well, why God ain't blessing? God been blessing the whole time. You ain't there to receive it. Right. That's the problem. It's not about God being there. We're not there. We in detention. Moses <laughs> right. Moses you know? in detention. He didn't get to go to the front. Yes, he did. He Moses got detention for detention. real. Yes. I, I don't I don't want to be grounded. I don't want to be grounded. We all know what that's gonna feel like. You know. I, I don't want to be grounded by the Lord. That ain't gonna feel too hot, I don't think. You know, so, amen. <laughs> you know, amen. Like your parents ground you and be like, nope, you can't you can't go nowhere for a whole week. Oh Jesus. Okay. Um, I, I can't do nothing. No cell phone, no nothing. Oh Jesus, fix it. No. That's not how you want it when it comes out of that. And then you said something that was so profound when you was talking about all the different rooms in the waiting room. Yeah, like I said, put it, put it like you at the hospital. Think about it. Before they put you in your room, when they pay, take you back in the ER, you got to be triage first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Coco, you know we both know, all three of us. I mm -hmm. mean, you're still in the waiting room, right? Yeah. <laughs> they come and call, brother. They call Jackson. Jackson, hey, I raise my hand. I walk up. I go to a room. I'm in that room waiting. And then they send me back to the main waiting room. I yeah. still ain't seen the position. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so man. tell me, at what point are we talking that God isn't trying to work with each one of us, prepare right. us, give us stages, but, you know, do we want to be that puppet, as Coach nope. said? Nope. Is that what we want to want to turn out to? Or do we want to be the person being a disciple? And now, I I, I, I worry, and um, I, I'm the guy who typed in, uh, oh, that's another podcast altogether. Because we've been on that, right, Coco? Uh, Coco, no, we didn't, we didn't touch that one. But um, the thing is, is that the waiting room is so, so important that, you know, all those stages that you said, Coach, those little break-off rooms, the, the time where you're not really seeing, you're seeing somebody who's going to get your, your stats, your statistic, your blood pressure, all of that stuff has got to be, be hemmed up and found out. Those are where I'm at, you know, those are where you're at and where Coco is, where God checks us. Now, some of us, boom, flow straight, straight through. Somebody walked in, wondered how I've been sitting here all day long, and they done walked in and went straight through. Well, you don't want to be where they are. Sometimes you might, but they may be going straight to triage. You don't know why they got rushed back. But we always, thank you so much. Have a great night, okay? All right. Uh, 
See, that's the item of being a nurse home. It was pill time. So, uh, the but the thing is, is that you don't know where everybody else is. So are you going to be the disciple or the puppet running about? Oh, I want to do miracles. Oh, I want to, I want to cast out demons. Don't even know what a demon is. Calling on stuff that's going to mess you up. That's it. You don't you aren't supposed to be touching that. You ain't at that level. You know, I know Paul. I know Jesus. I don't know who you are. That's it. As, as those demons come out and start gnashing and gnawing at you. Mm-hmm. You know, but if we stay in the waiting room for our desired time, if we approach the counter when we walk in, because we want to be taken care of, we want to be pruned, we want to get the medicine and the treatment we need. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, we, we'll just be sitting there. Just sit. Ask him why I came in and everybody else still go. Right. You know, I, I, pray, I praise God for this, this uh, subject tonight. I pray that, you know, people are listening. I pray that they're, they're having their own personal talk with the Father, you know, and, and that their waiting room is short. That they're, you know, because it doesn't have to be long. Nope. You know, it, sometimes it's beautiful when it's long. You don't know. I've had great conversations with other people in the waiting room many times and made had relationships develop. The waiting room is not a bad place. That's why I put in that item, praise, don't forget to praise while you're in the waiting room. That's it. You know, I, I was in a waiting room one time and I'm at, at uh, for an appointment and found out some young man had drove his, I think it was mother or aunt, all the way from Alabama and I was in Atlanta for an appointment. And still, uh, we were all able to sit in the waiting room and encourage and praise God. That's it. You know, so, wow. So many stages, like you said, Coach. So many rooms. You don't know what room you're supposed to end up in. You don't know where you're supposed to be. But God knows. The physician knows. When when the RN comes back, they know. Mm -hmm. And then we learn from that knowing because that's the part that's faith. Ain't nobody went to the waiting room not knowing it, not having faith that they was going to get taken care of. Why'd you go? Why'd you go if you ain't have faith that something was going to happen and you were going to be okay when you came out yeah. or better? The waiting room shows you exactly how teachable you are. Oh, my goodness. Coco. Amen. Amen. Oh, look at God. Amen. It shows you exactly how teachable you are. Because like I said, if you can't sit in the waiting room long enough to be taught anything, you get up and walk away from it. You're not teachable. Yeah, I, I have to be real. Coco, I'm hard-headed. I'm, I'm that kid. Uh, are we ready yet? What about now? Can, can we go? Are we almost there? What? Mm-hmm. Okay, you said you was going to get it. Are we going to get some ice cream? I thought we were going to eat. 1,500 questions. Lord sent back and said, didn't I tell you I got it? He did it this morning. I prayed. I, I was like, Lord, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I know you are taking care of things moment by moment by moment. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't watch God take this whole day when I said, I already know you're about to do many things today. I am ready. Tell me what to do. That's what I said. I watched things happen with my bank. I got a refund on something. Um, I've confirmed appointments. 
Um, they're talking about me being out. I confirmed where uh, things were supposed to go with a nurse. Stuff happened. I That deep conversation I was telling you about was mm -hmm. with my son, who was yelling at me. <laughs> well, you know, now I'm being being real because, you know, um, he, he was getting information that upset him. Right. And rightly so. You know, we're in a tense situation. I'm in the nursing home. You know, he stepped up brilliantly. God has blessed me that he stepped up. Otherwise, I would have been here by myself. Right. And in the midst of that conversation, God took over my ego and allowed me to pray and allowed me to get a semblance. And we had a beautiful conversation for the rest of the time. Because remember, sometimes it's just emotions in yeah. the waiting room. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you don't even realize what you're doing in yeah. the waiting room. Mm -hmm. That's why we have to connect to God. That's why we're in the waiting room. Right. But did we take the medicine? Did we take doctor's advice? Did we change? <laughs> Went home, then left, and now we didn't know how to do it ourselves. Ooh, I ain't need all the pills. I take one an hour. Instead of one every two hours. Come you on. Know, now. We rewrote the prescription. Come on now. You know, and so God literally, I'm talking about in the midst of the conversation, Coco, in my own life today, changed the dynamics. I was there, my son is there, and my daughter. And, you know, the, to watch the dynamics change in a matter of moments. I'm not talking two minutes. I'm not talking an hour. I'm talking about everything in the room changed within about 15 to 30 seconds just through the prayer. That's what it is. Just he through the prayer. Prayer is a powerful tool. But what, what else? What if ego had taken over the waiting room? No, it, it, how much longer will we be in? If if that was my waiting room for that moment, how much longer will we been in? Right. He left my room and she left my room, both of them upset. I'm upset. Still got to get out of here prayerfully tomorrow. God willing. You you see what I mean? Where yeah. would life have changed in the matter of moments without following God? But that's the whole point. A, a lot of people don't understand that that it do change in the blink of an eye when you do not follow instruction. Man. If you do not follow instruction and you go off of yourself all the time, you'd be surprised how much and how often you delay what's meant for you. Wow. It, it is not that he denied it. It's, you delayed it. You delayed it yourself. Your choice. Go on. Go on, go go. You know, and, yeah. and a lot of people, that, they don't realize that until it's too late sometimes. You have delayed something that you should have had 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. But you um, delayed it. I'm going to put myself there. Right. 57. Um, and, and quick testimony, because obviously we'll probably have a better show on it, um, you know, when I'm act actually able to come back. But, yeah. um, you know, COVID, uh, two different strands, uh, literally laying in the hospital for the entire month of February, a vegetative state. That doesn't mean that means I didn't get a lunch tray. I got IV that made sure my body didn't die. And then they put me in here so my body could learn to walk again because it hadn't did so for months. Mm -hmm. 
So in the glorious, awesome, amazing item in God's wisdom, he allowed me to still be here. And to see the glory of all the people. Now, the reason I say this about my desert period is because, man, the things God is teach are teaching me are amazing. Literally, one point where God told me to get up and walk, mm-hmm. right after being um, evaluated by um, by rehab, the rehab department. Not rehab. Um, the yeah, that's rehab. Okay, um, by rehab specialist, and I was confirmed I couldn't walk. I couldn't stand up by myself. And God woke me up the very next morning and told me to, and I was able to. Now I'm going to all of that later. But what my point is is that through the midst of it, I'm 57. God could have chosen not to do that with me and you know how many other chances that I had That's it. and God still brings me through and allows me to see his glory his honor his amazing power now I would say tell y'all some of y'all don't want this because it freaks you out to see the real power of God Come and, on, and I'm telling you because I'm freaked out at times and, 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 I'm, and that's why I've been in in this in this desert learning who God is and how he speaks to me. Come on, sir. Because me being told to get up and walk does not mean okay, come out of here and start a church. It means learn more. That's it means it. come closer. It means don't have me slap you on the back of your head just so you understand that that's not the direction I wanted you to go. Right. You know, those are the blessings, how amazing my father is. And he's there for you to do it too. Each one of we deny the power of God every single day. Yes. Now, I want to give a um, a concession for folk. I'm 57, and I fight daily. And you know, other people need to grow. But I urge you not to be the puppet Coach talked about. Mm-hmm. I urge you not to be the puppet that Coach talked about. You know, because she sent that warning that that came to her lips as a warning tonight. So because, you know, when the only reason you're doing something is because you was told to because somebody else told you, you, you could have literally looked at them and said, I still don't get it. Can you pray with me? I still don't get it. Can I get closer? Why did God ask you to tell me to do this? That's why if you don't get it, you're doing it for nothing anyway. Right. You, that's why that's why coach brought it up. That's why the spirit let her say something about it. Because puppets don't go nowhere. They're no. still in the waiting room. No. They're in the waiting room with a bad doctor. That <laughs> makes it so bad, you know. Or, or worse than that, they're in the waiting room with a bad person who brought them. You right. know, they ride was horrible. If you they know. made it to the waiting room. Right. Made it to the waiting room. Because if somebody told them they couldn't go to the waiting room, no, nah, I don't go. Just wait. Wait, yeah. right. you, you, you can go, go to the coach. There you go. It may not Amen. even be the waiting room, but see, I heard you say that the waiting room is not a bad place. And then nope. I heard you talk about medicine and Coco Love Old Songs. Yes, I do. We used to sing this song, Come On in the Prayer Room, 
because you will find all your medicine in the prayer room. The waiting room is just like the prayer room. Yeah. Because yeah. what place? Prayer, healing, deliverance. You talked about the heart. I had talked about the heart earlier. Like when I went to the hospital and I yeah. did not stay. My mom was also a nurse. She's retired. And she worked. I never went to the hospital unless she was at work. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to the hospital where my mama is. So my mama can come down. Not even, yeah, I need Jesus, but Lord, I needed my mama that day. So I went to the hospital. I called. I said, they, I said, they said something going on with my heart. And um, they're talking about sending me home. I was mad at her because my mother came down and she looked. That's why I said, we need a partner. Yes, that's we it. Somebody. They were sending me home. And she looked and she said, they sending you home with your EKG looking like that. I can't read strips. We ain't all the same. I'm a registered nurse. But I don't read strips because I never worked cardiology. But my mama can read strips. She say, your heart is not resting at all. I know they're not getting ready to send you home like this. The doctor walked in. The doctor say, okay, we're getting ready to discharge you. My mama said, with her heart like that? Oh, all her tests came back normal. She said, are you reading the same strip I'm reading? We need that person that's going to be looking and catch the That's it. They're to catch it. And then I was mad because they were sending me home. And because of her, I had to stay in the prayer room. But the good thing was, because I got admitted, they found what was causing the issue. Come on. With Come on. Amen. There are issues in our hearts. There is unforgiveness. There is things that we're dealing with related to our hearts that got to be worked out in that prayer room. Because if we don't, the, the cliche is hurt people hurt people. Come on here, coach. Then that, yeah. By the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if your heart is not ill, you're going to say some things. You're going to do some things that you shouldn't do. Stay in that prayer room and get your heart healed. Forgive your right. father. Forgive your mother. Forgive the person that raped you. Forgive the person that, that beat you. The, whatever caused your issues, the abandonment issues, the rejection, forgive. That's a matter of the heart. Though all that stuff takes place in the prayer room, in the in the waiting room, which is the prayer room, when you before God, because all your medicine is in the prayer room. Right. All your medicine is there. But this is very powerful. I wasn't expecting to be on here. My internet wasn't working. I ran, ran and got my um my uh this little finger here. Yeah. And it's acting up too, but that's okay. I think that what God wants to get out got out because the word was spoken. Yes. And when his word goes out, it will not return to him and void, it will accomplish what it was sent to do. So yes. whoever yes. hears this, whatever they need, they're gonna get it. And yes. the enemy power and authority over God's word because when he speaks, things happen. Yes, and he speaks I mean I mean, this was like miraculous to me. I've never been a part of something like this. I mean, I've been on with you guys before, but not where every everybody getting stuff back to back. God is yeah. just pouring, pouring out, showing pictures, doing the whole nine because there is impact when we come together too. And what he showed me is that two are better than one. And it's about collaborations. You can't do this by yourself either. That's everybody want to be I, I, I. And I think you put in there, be, be careful about using I. Yeah, and take yep. away from God. It ain't about I. It's about us doing together what He has knit us together perfectly to do. There's a reason yeah. He called us soldiers, and yeah. there, you don't send one soldier out to fight an army. He That's puts it. us together to do His work 
and we are all, I, I'm big on talking about the armor of God now because it stops me from being mad at someone. Not right. because I, not because they didn't do what should have made me mad, but because of the fact that it's a spirit is clear to me, is attacking me to steal my joy. Not theirs, mm -hmm. my joy. They were going to be mad anyway. Mm -hmm. The spirit already got them. You know, right. that's why they did a harsh word. That's why That's why the fruit of the spirit was not with them. That's why the armor, the breastplate wasn't on them. But now my, uh, you know, armor is being attacked and only the Holy Spirit can warn you quick enough to get out of your, remember I talked about that conversation earlier. Mm -hmm. Ego was the spirit that was trying to attack me. The Holy Spirit was with me to say, ego is doing this. That's why you're yelling in a room with loud voices with your son. And now the spirit can take over and do what it needs to do. Because it's not about me. Mm -hmm. I ain't got no control over this. I, I mean, come on. We done been, all been in a family room where everybody yelling and ain't nobody mm -hmm. listening to nobody. We all been there. I've been there. Today was different. Because God was there. Right? That's you, why. It's something totally different when he walk in the room. When he walk, totally. in, when he, when he walk in the room, the whole atmosphere shifts. Mm -hmm. Everybody demeanor change. It ain't just one person. Everybody. Yep. But see, Coco, you know Coach is right. It's about the fact that God had his soldiers come to battle on a night where Satan attacked the internet he brought in more troops. He oh, brought yes. in more troops. It started out you, and it started out being Quint. And then, you know, you were in there fighting. You didn't put down the sword and shield. You kept the word in your hand, and you continued to fight. And yes. then he brought in two more soldiers to go in and get, pick that battle up. And then the, the other soldier comes back, and he's still attacking through the whole night. If you watch the war that happened tonight, God wins all the time yes. because he didn't want you to talk about the waiting room. He yes. didn't want you to deliver somebody who heard this tonight. Mm -hmm. well, I, so I, I just, God is faithful we, always. God be the glory because it, it wasn't I mean like I just shifted when he told me to shift. No, no. All we're doing is, yeah, yes, all yes. we're doing is talking about how he did it. You mm -hmm. know, yes. and the fact that he used you to do it. You know, the fact is he did the whole thing tonight. That's why the, the general, the one who controls the army, planned the whole thing out. Yes, he and did. there wasn't a plan that the devil could figure out to infiltrate our forces. Yes, because the, God was in control. Yes, he was. When he told me to pull Coach P and Chandra, I said, hold on, I'm about to send you the link. Right I was praising God when I heard you, you doing it. Me. I said, look at God. Look at God bringing yeah. bringing the soldiers on as as yeah. the middle of the war the battle is taking place. It's, it's so you know much. what's it's that so old school? The battle is not yours. Yes, like I it's said, the Lord. it's already won. It ain't it ain't got nothing to do with us. It's already been won. But I said it earlier. I think that we forget that sometimes we already got the victory over it. Mm -hmm. All we gotta do is walk in it. But we have so much going on that we forget. It, it ain't even my fight no more. 
You know, when I do this, it ain't because I'm throwing up my hand because I'm surrendering to the people or the situation. I'm surrendering it to him. You got it. Absolutely. I take my hands off. You got it. Amen. You let him do what he got to do. It's so much that can go into what we're talking about tonight because it literally is so many. It's an order even when you're in the waiting room. You got triage. Then you might have to go back to the waiting room for a minute before they put you in your room. If you're going to be admitted, re- who, who comes to talk to you next? Registration. Then you got all of these different aspects of stuff that just keep coming because after registration, they got to get you in the room. You got to meet your little nurses and people that's going to wait on you. And then you see, you know, it's a process to, to it all. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you can't outdo the process is done. It, it, stick a fork in it because you cannot outdo the process. If you try, you have to come back to it at some point. And when you come back to it, like Coach Fee said earlier, are you going to meet it the same way you left it? Probably not. You know, and, and why bring more to yourself when you don't have to? Absolutely. You know, and and Coach Fee, what you got to say to the people before we go? Cause we we gonna close this one out. Cause we can keep going. We gonna close this one out tonight, and we go we gonna be back. Trust me. So, so you were talking. So when you were talking, uh, I had I am overcoming COVID. Also, man of God. Amen. Um, I got diagnosed the last week. I got sick the last week of December. Got diagnosed the first week of January. Mm. They say what I have is called COVID pneumonia. So I had bite lung, pneumonia in both lungs mm. and COVID. And I have asthma. So I had all of that going on. Oh and my I, goodness. I laid on my side for days, couldn't hardly move, couldn't eat, had every symptom except for loss of smell, and still have a lot of it. Had to go today to get um, lung tests. I'm getting all types of tests on my lungs, looking for blood clots, all of that kind of stuff. I say I'm in the waiting room, but I know that the door on the way out is right here. The waiting room is not a bad place, but you got to go through it. And when I tell you, I've been here before, but you Mm. know, Bishop Coletta Vaughn says this all the time. She said, there is a lesson that you have to learn. Exactly. Don't learn the lesson, then you have to repeat it. So it, while you're in the waiting room, learn the lesson. If you don't learn the lesson, you're going to find yourself in the waiting room again. And so this is my last time in the waiting room. In the waiting room. Because <laughs> I learned my lesson. The things that I was still struggling with, the unforgiveness, the little small fox that was still gnawing on the vine. My eyes now on God like a flint. Come on now. And so learn the lesson. That's my last thing. Learn the lesson. While you're in the waiting room, don't buck it. Do like when they're training a horse and trying to tame a horse. Mm-hmm. And the horse is the bucking and the bucking. And, and now this is what I'm saying. The horse is bucking, but at some point, the horse comes down and they can get on the horse and they can ride, take a smooth ride. Mm-hmm. Do like right. that horse. Go ahead and be tamed in the waiting room. Mm-hmm. Learn the lesson so the so you can walk through 
the door on the other side. Amen. land, what he has promised for you, what he saw Amen. before he knew you and your before you were known in your mother's womb, Jeremiah. Ooh, come on, him. It's still possible. Come on here. To get out of the waiting room. It's still possible. Come on. Let's learn the lesson and go on and exit the room. Because once, yep. don't force the door open. Because there are some doors that he closes on purpose. Yep. There are some no's back to what your original. Can you handle the no? There are some no's because we're not ready. That's because it. we can't handle it. Because the demons ain't going to ask us who we are. They're going to kick our butts. That's it. They're going to overtake us. Because we don't have the power and we don't even know that we have the authority. You got to know what you're doing when you're doing what you're doing. I know what I'm called to. That's Amen. It. But am I ready? Am I prepared? Do I have all the tools and the skills? Do I have it? No. So go through the process. It's just like going to college. I didn't just jump into the hospital and start taking care of patients and starting IVs. I had to go to school. I had to learn different lessons. I had to, to ace those lessons mm -hmm. well enough that I didn't kill somebody. That's it. Listen, yeah. we can kill people by skipping the process. If we skip the process. Come on here, man. We can damage souls. We can make people get lost. We can be stumbling blocks if we abort the process. We can take titles that ain't even the title that he gave us because that's what we wanted to do. Not because that's what he called us to do. So stay you called it right. Take titles. In there. There's a difference between God giving and you taking. That's right. We take titles. And I and I just so you gotta even stay in the waiting room till you learn out who he called you to be. That's it. Because I remember when I first started the process, I kept saying, I'm getting back to me. And I was like, Well, who am I? And God mm. had to me that who I was. Mm. That was the first go round. But then, okay, I know who I am. Now let me get to go and let me do this, that, and the other. Nope. You left too soon. That's Come it. right on. Mm. Now you're back. Get right there and listen to what I got to tell you. Amen. By the grace of God, I'm here. That's it. had way less symptoms than what I had that didn't make it. That's it. So it's a reason why we're here. Even That's if it's it. just what we did tonight. If it, Even if it. it's just for the words that were spoken tonight. There is a reason why we're still here. There is still some demons that we have to overcome. We got to take hold of. We got to snatch some people out of their mouths. There's still some work for us to do. Yes, ma'am. No, but if you abort the process, okay. you're going to have to go back to homeroom. Homeroom is where it all starts at. That's you it. want to put your weight. Don't go back to home room. Stay in that waiting room until you're ready. I'm telling oh you. <laughs> I'm telling y'all, this topic can keep going. Can keep, and I and I bless the Lord for it because he just gave me the title of the prophetic conference for this year, the waiting room experience. Amen. Uh, I tell you, it's about to be on and popping. It's going to be on and popping. I'm, it, it's one of those situations as to where the church is supposed to be like the hospital. Mm -hmm. So why are people walking in there and leaving out the same way they came in the door? It's not supposed to be that way. And, and we got to change it, y'all. We got to change Amen. it. We got to change it. T Absolutely. is a blessing to see you, sir. A God, all God, all God. Uh, I mean, to I told you, I threw, I threw it through the internet. 
Yeah. Hey, I'm just popping in. I'm just saying hi. That was what two, uh, and what almost three hours ago. Three hours ago. And, and yep. look at God. Look at God. <laughs> you know, I, I was struggling even staying awake and look at what God decided. It was. It's not about me. God said, this is where, where it's going. This is what I want to see happen. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened. You know, he said, there's a war going on right now. And Lord, the Lord said, you are one of my soldiers. Mm -hmm. And he brought me in here with women of God who are fighting the good fight, fighting yeah. the good fight for his glory, not for selfish gain. Mm -mm. For his glory. That's it. And and I'm just honored that God allowed me to be here and, and even called me into action. Uh, that I have the ability to even speak on his behalf through his word. Praise him in all things. Praise it's, him. It's a blessing that you ooh, it's a blessing to have you here, Coach Feet. I so appreciate you, ma'am. Awesome oh, Coco. Yes. You see what God allowed to happen, right? I see it. I see you trimmed up. You're looking good there, sir. I told you that when you sent me the picture. I had look, I had to share it with my spiritual mom. I said, look at your son, look at your son. And so she was so happy to see you. She said, Oh, tell him he look good. But you know, I sent you the message. She said, Tell him. He amen. Amen. So she is so happy. Like I told you, she already adopted you. So yeah. Amen. Yeah. And and truly, truly, I am honored that God has made me part of that spiritual family. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things where God was confirming. I tell you, this is a, a podcast of confirmation through, through our father. And he continues to do it for us over and over so that we know that we are with him and that we are following him and right. that all glory goes to him. Right. So before we go, Coach C, please tell the people how to find you, ma'am. Tell them what you do real quick before you get off. So I am the founder of Sisters Invoking Success, where we um, catapult people from poverty to prosperity by providing education, resources, and access. I am also a trauma recovery coach, and I help women to overcome hurts and past issues and rejection and things of that nature by providing them with the tools that they need to become self-sufficient and to get to the lives that they really want to be, who they really are. Help them to find who they are in God. Amen. I'm a Christian trauma coach, and I'm also a financial coach, and I can be found on Facebook. I'm Felicia Donald Coleman, probably on everything, or, or Coach Fee. Well, y'all have it. Y'all see it. Like I said, she will be coming back, guaranteed. Tonight was an awesome night. There's nothing else to say. So we just going to give it a benediction and say we love y'all to life and we mean it. Please live every day on purpose. All right. So Amen. Y'all do have a purpose to walk out. So we love y'all. Remember, there's always a work to be done. And he's going to continue to stay with you until it's done. So we love y'all. Love you. Good night. Good night. Good night. Thank y'all so much.